grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Far more subdued. Far more subdued after the week that was. After the week that was. Not quite the same excitement. Welcome in. It is episode number 26 of Jobbing Out. And that is, of course, AJ, because... We have interviewed 26 WWE Hall of Famers. Thanks to Tori Wilson's induction. That's right. Yeah. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live, and of course, the main event, 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 event. There we are. There we are. AJ Francis, who of course. Is- uh, by the way, when I uh, I was talking to Billy Gunn today. The yesterday uh, in class. You mean WWE like, Hall of Famer Billy Gunn, yeah. And I was like, thanks to you and Tori, we now have interviewed 26 WWE Hall of Famers. He was like, 26? That's actually a lot. I was like, it yeah, is. No, It crazy. is a staggering number of Hall of Famers, and that is very Pretty significant, cool. guys. It is really funny, too, by the way, because like, AJ went through the thing that I went through last week. AJ actually called me off the air this week and said, dude, we've, we've had the honky-tonk man on the show before, right? <laughs> And I swear to God, I had the exact same experience last week where I legitimately had to go searching through everything because I'm like, I could have sworn. And I think we both just got tripped up on the fact that we've had both Hillbilly Jim and Jeff Jarrett on the show. So I think we're both convinced. <laughs> so we, we do all the musical. Uh, so Honky Talk Man is definitely the mix of Hillbilly Jim and Jeff Jarrett. It's, like, now that it's, we it's roughly in that. It's almost the exact same thing. So, hey, guys, um, I just did the math. That means you guys have had 14% of the Hall of Fame. On the show, which is pretty good. Now, what about do it with living Hall of Famers? You know, I'm not going to lie. I thought that number was higher. Yeah. Like, 14% is still a great number. But remember, but like, like, don't forget, a lot of them are like, they, they've started to do, do the historical inductions of people who died like 20 years right. ago. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's 183. China. Yeah. yeah. We were supposed to. Dude, that should have been a bigger number. 183 total inductees, and you guys have had 26. But how many now, How living? many people have we booked that canceled on us? Well, China was one of them. That absolutely HBK. happened. Kevin Nash. Oh, God. Oh, but to God. be fair, this is counting the – are you guys counting any of the celebrity people, or are they all wrestlers? We, we did count one. Who did we count that was a celebrity that we had? Um, but no, I know we counted somebody that was a celebrity in the celebrity wing that we had on the show. I just can't remember. Oh, Eric Legrand. Oh, right, the football player, Eric Legrand. That's right. Because, right. like, like, to a, uh, AJ or whoever, Aaron's point, there's 20 – of the, the breakdown is there's 110 individuals. Then there's 26 legacy – 12 groups which include the individuals right, so, so that's kind of like yeah exactly right skewing the number 
and ten celebrity, and then four warrior award people. When are we getting Ric Flair? Ah, we do need. To How work has on that, that not happened? Yeah, we do need. Because he to... counts as two people. Two people. So that Rick... was another person we were supposed to get that yeah. it ended up not working. Yeah, Ric Flair had a rule when he came to town that like he would only do one interview in a market every time, which is where you know who else has that rule? Jerry the King Lawler. And as weird as that rule is, you know it's an even weirder rule. Like this is not even. I we're pulling the curtain back a little bit here. Like this is not a joke. You know, like uh, we have a great relationship with the folks at um, Primal Conflict Wrestling. And whenever they bring somebody in, and they've been responsible, like uh, if I remember correctly, Ron Farouk Simmons was a uh, was in to do uh, Primal Conflict and came on the show. So like they've hooked us up with Hall of Famers before, but they have Jillian Hall coming <laughs> oh. in. And so Tyler, uh, our buddy Tyler Steele, reached out and said, "Hey, would you want Jillian?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, we take." You know what I mean? Like, of course. Like we, you know, we we take all those. You know, have to help you out, no problem. And then a week later, he said. Uh, she doesn't do interviews. <laughs> and I said, who the fuck is Jillian Hall? <laughs> How dare you, Jillian Hall? Right? Like, now, also remember, uh, if Ryback... Maybe she's just a bad interview, and she knows that. That's there, probably, we've had a couple don't do interviews with people like that, though. Do I can we think also, of one other. We, you know, we also got stood up by another future Hall of Famer. Yeah, right, well, wait, which one? Ryback. No, no, we didn't get stood up by Ryback. We stood him the fuck up. You remember how that worked? I won't. Yes. I, 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 there are a few things that I'm more proud of than what we did with Ryback. And Ryback maybe is a nice guy to other people, but fuck him for what he said to us. Ryback. But with the 26 Hall of Famers, we might have a better one today. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get. Stop, 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 stop. I was going to use that line, you dick. Um, <laughs> the Ryback story, of course, being that uh, he and I have been like emailing for, for a few days. And he was happy to come on, and everything was good, and we we're you know whatever d- dumb shit that he was gonna promote, and like we weren't big Ryback guys. Remember, we actually liked him because of something that he had like tweeted out or something like that, and so we we're like, yeah, you, dude. Ryback was super nice to me backstage when I went for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were we were cool, and then I swear to God, like the day before he was gonna do it, he sent me an email and said, "Hey man, don't really want to talk about WWE stuff," and I'm like, "Fuck, so what are we talk you, about, dude." <laughs> Fuck you. The legitimately, like, the same day was on JR's podcast talking about the WWE. And while I get... Like talking massive amounts of shit. Correct. Too. And while I get that, like, JR... I'm not trying to lie. JR is bigger than us. That's fine. You don't get to say, dude, I'll come on with you, but I won't talk about the WWE. Sure, pal. Would love to talk about your pants. Let's do a nice 15 minutes on the pants you're wearing well, today. Well, it's... Especially that week, he Let's made like a million headlines. Let's do 20 minutes on why the back of your head needs to be ironed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, we politely, as I could, said, go fuck yourself. And we will be passing on our conversation with Ryback that week. But yes, as Aaron pointed out this week, uh, for all of the Hall of Famers we've had on this show, and some, some of the most iconic names in the history of professional wrestling, uh, the likes of Bill Goldberg and Bret Hart and Mick Foley and... You know, many, many unbelievable, The Miz, all of these unbelievable guests we've had on. I don't know that I've ever been as excited for a conversation as I am for the one that we're having today. As after a stirring conversation on last week's program, ladies and gentlemen, joining us this week on Jobbing Out, none other than Brendan Brown from Wheatus. (laughs) Woo! Yes. It will be so 
So Who? yeah. Who? Who? I'm just a teenage <laughs> You are in the minority here, Who? AJ. By the way, you Who? also you also I am well I yes I am a minority. You are a minority. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Kind of, kind of, kind of messed up. That was a little messed up, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, Brendan Brown from Brendan Brown. From, he said, "You're he said, a minority." Like as, as if most days, AJ's not a minority. Aaron, Aaron, of course, wouldn't know anything about being a minority. I'm sorry, just, that just being a white guy hilarious. with nothing else going for him. Like it's not like he's Jewish or anything like that. So Aaron wouldn't know. Uh, what it's like to be a minority. But. And I love the Jews. That's why I hate Aaron because he's a fake. Fake, lying asshole Jew. That's what he is. All right. Um, hey, before we get into this week, uh, by the way, uh, not only are we talking to Brendan Brown from Weedus, we'll also, of course, have our buddy Jamie from Mania Crawl on to do picks this week as it is uh, Fast Lane Week coming up. Uh, before any of that and before we get into what happened this week in the world of WWE, just real quick, let's talk about Tori Wilson for a second. It's one thing that, like, we like. Of course, we're all massive Tori Wilson fans, and AJ and Tori are good friends and the whole thing. But let's give Tori a level of credit that maybe, like, separates herself from the majority. There's a lot of people that we really like on this show, right? Like, Alex Riley, obviously, is a friend of ours. He's a good buddy of ours. We love Alex Riley. Every time he comes on the program, he fucking kills it. Couldn't love that guy anymore. Uh, I think JR is the guest that we've had on the most over the years, right? Like, has anybody... Either that or Leo Rush, I think. Yeah, but Leo's been twice, right? And I think that JR has been three times, hasn't he? Has he been through? It's possible, yeah. I believe JR is a three-time visitor on this show. There's there's people that we like. But in some way, I separate Tori to an even different place where, like, not only is she a friend of the show, but she legitimately brings it every time she comes on the show and is, like, very willing to talk about shit that a lot of people would be like, eh, I don't know. I'm just going to give you the same bullshit answer that I've always given everybody else. Yeah, I've always thought that And she's, she's a, a real genuine person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like I am She's a really good interview on the show. I I wasn't a part of it, but I listened to it and I always thought that she was really honest and straightforward and um very insightful. Like like you said, she talked about things that you wouldn't think that uh she she felt like an open book. Except that she lied to us. She did well, do that. that she worked true. us. There's a well, difference. You got to do that. No, no, no. She no, worked I, us. I respect it. I respect I keeping there. Kate I'm not going to lie. I was there at that Royal Rumble, and when, her, when she came out at number nine, I marked the fuck out. Yeah, of course, because it was amazing. Yes. It was amazing. There's no doubt about that. And you she wouldn't have marked out as much if she had told us. She looks better than she did in her quote-unquote prime. Well, yes. I mean, Holy shit. She looks unbelievable. <laughs> she just looks unbelievable. God bless her. She's awesome. We couldn't be and happier. I, I already asked her. I did my journalistic duty. Chloe will be at the Hall of Fame induction. Ah, I do like that. Now, uh, now we did ask. Will Al? <laughs> yeah, that part I wanted to know about. We requested that she let us have her father on the show. Um, will that be coming to fruition? I will ask her. Okay, I would really like to do that. Like, I, I know it's. Will a- he be at the Hall of Fame? Oh, he's gonna be at the Hall of Fame. It's her he's father. Gotta be there. Yeah, come on, dude. Going in. come on. Yeah, but he's he's dead in the WWE universe. I understand. True. That. Yeah. Will Don Marie be at the Hall of Fame induction? Will Don Marie induct Tori? Possibly. I was thinking about who should induct her, and I feel like the answer is Stacy, but I don't think they'd be able to get her. No, I don't think Stacy wants get, to. They could get her. I feel like if Stacy was there, like they would have inducted Stacy a while ago. 
I think I, that I they're going to use Tory to have. Yeah. Now, I don't know this, but I think they're going to use Tory to get Stacy to come back to induct her, and then next year induct Stacy. I mean, I could see uh, that. I could absolutely see that. Yeah, me too. And at this point, what's, is Stacey, what's she doing? Anyway? That's what I'm saying. Well, what, but why hasn't she been on any WWE programming? And but I get it. She like separated herself. She's to, a fucking star. And right. She doesn't need to anymore. But I do. I she think she dated George Clooney, bro. She doesn't need this shit no more. All of but that. Also, is also keep in mind we have however many evolutions and however many women's Royal Rumbles in the future. You can't burn all those things immediately. You know, if she was an extra chunk of change, maybe they just said, okay, well. We'll pay for her next year or whatever, you know? I could see something like that. But I also, I think all of these points are relevant, which is she was, she separated herself in her stardom that she didn't need to do these things. But if we're all being honest, what was the last thing we saw Stacey Keebler do? Listen, if fucking Batista can come back, if if Batista can come back, nobody should be above coming back. (laughs) I agree with that as well. I agree with all of these things. All right, uh, AJ, ask us the question. Who had the best match in WWE this week? So, Aaron made a point on Twitter. Oh, I'm glad you saw this point. Um, I did. Well, I, the, I had not had an opportunity yet to watch NXT at the point in which you uh-huh. made the, the, the comment that you made. And so I went and I watched, and I said, yeah, you got a point. This, <laughs> is, this is really difficult. This is... It's not art. There's one match. No, there's not one match. There's one match. Did you watch NXT this week? Yes, that's why there's one match. <laughs> it's I DIY know. versus uh, whoever the hell they beat. <laughs> I can't remember. Undisputed Era. Yeah. But that Undisputed. four-way on SmackDown was, was really, really good. damn good. It was really it good. Was that good. Because our truth lost. Sorry. I, I'm see this again. You apparently missed my tweet, which was I'm not angry about this because clearly. They're recognizing that they fucked up, that R-Truth has still not been eliminated from the Royal Rumble, that he obviously was going to win, and that he's going to be the number one contender at WrestleMania. And so they just had to get rid of the U.S. title in order to pave the way for him to become the number one contender at WrestleMania. So I'm actually not all that mad about it, if I'm Are being honest with you. Are we 100% convinced that... that- uh, Vince doesn't know that Kofi and our truth are not the same. Uh, not <laughs> not it? It remotely. Shelton and somebody that he mixed up a while back. <laughs> I'm not remotely convinced that that's not the issue here. Not remotely convinced. Uh, all right, dreads. God damn it! I will. I will choose to agree, and I will choose to make it the NXT match as well. I, I'll go with you guys. I think. Yeah, the NXT match was going to be my pick. All right. Uh, very okay. good. Listen, if our truth loses, it automatically is not the match of the week. But Joe won, so I'm a little torn there. But you're right. Yeah, and we can get in that in a minute. We, 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 yeah, I have a lot to say about that, about where that's going. Okay, well, while, 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 while AJ updates the scores, go ahead. So I'm hoping that, I mean, I, I know where it's ultimately probably going is John Cena versus Samoa Joe, which will be great. At WrestleMania. But, Yes. Yes, at WrestleMania. But I'm really hoping they give our truth a match versus Smojo at Fastlane, which they still haven't announced. Uh, Maybe they'll throw it in there. I don't know, but they should, you know, because he wasn't pinned, which I thought was very interesting because that would suggest that they're protecting him for some reason, which uh, makes no sense in the context of his career. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of interesting that he wasn't the one that t- took the pin. You know? I honestly don't. I honestly don't think that's anything more than now he's going to get his. Because they said there's no automatic rematches, 
So yeah, but if you don't get pinned, it should be different. Like if if I get it, that's my point. That's my point. That's how they're gonna get. They're gonna do Samoa Joe versus R Truth at Fastlane. I hope so. It's like four days away, and they haven't said anything. So how many? I don't Uh, even know how many matches are on the card right now. Is there eight? Eh, I mean, and obviously Starting one seven, right? So well, but one or two, and one match. or two of them will be on the pre-show as well already. So yeah, yeah what well, one match is on the pre-show? It's seven main card matches right now. Yeah, they could add another one. They could. You could. You could. Especially that one because it'll be like ten minutes long. You know. But look, if our truth is moving on to the world title, then he doesn't need the rematch. Well, I mean, that's where he should be because again, he would have obviously won the Royal Rumble had he not been robbed of his opportunity. He was never eliminated. Let's make that very clear. He was never eliminated. He never removed himself from the match, a la what happened in the women's Royal Rumble. What what went on, he was absolutely fucked over in the men's Royal Rumble, and it's shameful, frankly, what occurred in that way. So, you know, you know let's just make sure they get that right. Um, the big picture to me is that there's... SmackDown's a weird place right now. <laughs> like, Very well, The whole of WWE is a weird place right now. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but... <laughs> At least we kind of we like know what the championship match is going to be at WrestleMania on the Raw side of things. We we thought a week ago that we had centered it to all right. Well, it's going to be some combination of just Daniel Bryan, Kofi, and maybe Kevin Owens as well in this weird world. Like perhaps it's all three of them. Now Mustafa Ali pops back up. Like I I'm so confused as to what the direction is at the top of the page for the SmackDown side of things, and I have no idea how all of them are supposed to be faces, and I guess Daniel Bryan's the only heel in the process, or are they going to... Well, Kevin Owens will emerge, but right now he's pretending to be face. Yeah, I think you're probably right about it. It's it's, it's so odd. It's just... Well, the whole thing was like, like, this is your go-home show, and you end end the world title segment with a guy re-emerging before the pay-per-view who has nothing to do with the pay-per-view. We think. Yeah. I mean, like, right. we, we're assuming, but, like, we don't know that. I, I, I don't know what to make of it. It's weird. It's super weird. And, look, we all like Mustafa Ali, and Mustafa Ali is, like, a returning conqueror sounds like a pretty cool thing, but not when you already have a returning conqueror that you're waiting for. You know what I mean? Like, he's the wrong guy. So if he's the guy that we're supposed to fall in love with, the truth is that we're actually just mad that it's not the other guy that we want to be in love with. So, like... Who they're just like, let's just go to India. You don't need to be on the show this week. Which in a way... That was weird. The fuck is that? It was weird, but it kind of served the purpose of like, we want you to not think about this guy for a little bit. Like, we're trying... But do we not... I mean, they keep bringing him up. Like, are we sure they they don't want us to think about him? Like a five-minute tribute video to how (laughs) fucked over he got at the beginning of the show. They're building the match. This is the weird thing about it. So you have the the Owens as a face heel, whatever. But they're building a match where they want the crowd to chant Kofi throughout that entire match. Yeah, and th- yeah, they very clearly do. I I guess they do. I mean, I guess. Well, that's why would the- they keep showing these videos and talking about how Kofi got screwed? I mean, they they produced a a, a whole beautiful three minute package about the whole situation that no, was I- completely about Kofi's career I and hear his. Yeah. 15 years or 11 years or whatever it was. I mean, it, well, it's, it's really weird to do that if well, you're not uh, Brandon, I don't know. You, it, what, you apparently don't know. That's, they do that when they're rebooting someone. So obviously they're rebooting Kofi is actually what's Yeah, happening. they reboot everybody every time they do a video. Isn't that very cool? Every different fucking time. Like, like the other day, they had, a, I think it was Aleister Black. They had his, like, during his entrance, they had, like, a highlight of him in the in the screen while he was doing 
Like literally, they were rebooting Alistair exactly Black right. yes. while he was walking to the ring. I'm glad that you, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really glad that you finally figured it out, pal. Like, it actually makes me very happy that you finally understand. Well, come on, he was he was he was NXT badass. Then he was moody emo guy who hangs out at Hot Topic for that one show on Raw. And then he's you know what he is now. Now he's, uh, he's, now he's just kicked the shit, at, kick everybody's head off. That's basically which I'm in favor kick. of. I'm in favor of that. I defeat every tag team in the history of the WWE. I, I'll, I'll go. By back the to... way, I'm fully expecting the Ricochet, Aleister Black, Bobby Roode, uh, Chad Gable, and Revival yes. match to be the it, best match oh, on the best. Well, yes, as long as it's more than two minutes long, but if with the raw anything, tag division. If it's anything close to what I saw at the house show in Fairfax on Sunday with just the Revival and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, it will 100% be the best Should match. Be wonderful. Yeah, no, no, no. It should be perfect. I, they, I pray to God they don't put that on the pre-show because that's that deserves. Uh, that well, sh- Ray and Andrade are on the pre-show. Oh, that's because right. That's deserved, man. Just like that, I'm watching the pre-show. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're yeah. goddamn right, I am. You know what's really weird? Like, there was a small part of me when they announced that where I'm like, "Oh, you're doing that again," and then I'm like, "Oh my God, they're doing that again!" <laughs> yeah. We, oh no! Oh, like show on the main or best match on the main roster. No doubt. But like, like that fight forever bit. There's some people that I legitimately like. Like, I don't want Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to fight forever, even though I know they would be fantastic. I don't want Randy Orton and John Cena to fight forever, even though I know it'd be fantastic. Ew. If you told me that Andrade, Cien Almas, and Rey Mysterio Jr. could fight each other on every SmackDown for the rest of the year, I would be 100% okay with that. Just add someone to it every time. So next week you got five, next week by, by the time you get I, to the end I, of the year, you get the full Royal Rumble. Maybe, but what I would say is just do it at every, like make it a kickoff match. Every, every fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> Put that Get match the crowd hot. Right, put, put that match on the kickoff show. We always yeah, have put to. Put them out. Have, have a follow that moment at every pay-per-view. Right. And I guarantee the, the fucking a tie will raise all boats. Well, yeah. you know what else they could do with these guys? They could do the Sheamus Cesaro thing where they fight all these matches and then oh, all of a sudden they're a tag yeah. team. 100% would blow, crush. You like got, I said, blow, blow it off at Mania, mask first hair, and then you team up to- as they uh, earned each other respect at Mania. Uh, none of these oh, things... And it would be just as good as the bar, if not better. I you know, st- the, the, they would yeah. be a, an incredible tag team. I'll stop you guys if any of you get to a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> there's not one that has been shared yet that I am not in favor of. Like, I so, just, so what do we do? Are we just like, what what happened this week right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're just talking about what happened Just, this just week. Throw, throw stuff out. We're, yeah. we're not going in order here. Well, so what the fuck with Ronda Rousey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn heel randomly. All right, and so okay, so for the, no reason she's she's the tweener now. I agree. She, it, she's not a tweener. No, that I, was a heel. I, I that still was disagree. I saw move. a lot of that people. That was a heel move, but she's Ronda Rousey, so she's still gonna get cheered. And and in I a don't way, think she's gonna get cheered now. I guarantee there's little kids and well, but you also but you you set Rousey. her up against Stephanie, so when she's going against Stephanie, she's gonna get cheered. And, I think that's fake. I think Stephanie's gonna end up being on her side. Maybe so, but stop it. You you know damn well because the first thing we both said to each other when we talked about it was she was fucking great in yeah, that she segment. Was great. And you're, so you're right. all yeah. of the dudes like us are now going to be back on the... I, we, we don't give a shit whether or not you're supposed to be a face or a heel. Exactly. You're going to be yeah. all in again on Ronda Rousey because she was awesome. And because seriously, I, I don't know who wrote those lines, but it, none of, it couldn't have been any better. Screw yeah. the Everything woo. I read and says she way, writes her own promos. With those promos. lines, no lies were told. Correct. 
Yeah, she writes her like, own promos. Just apparently. like I said that about Charlotte's promo on SmackDown two weeks ago when she basically said she was the goat. No lies were told. But the 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 delivery of screw the woo, right? Like it's such a small thing, and it's so easy for anybody to come up with, but no one had. And the finish, and, and it's now a shirt now. <laughs> yeah, of course but it's. They're, a shirt. they're not WWE shirts. They're Ronda's official store. But of course shirt. it should be. It's perfect. And then to There's throw damn in damn the man and screw right the woo. And then to throw <laughs> in after that, no more Mrs. Nice bitch. It's, There's a shirt that says that too. <laughs> so wonderfully effective. Like, I, I, I know it's it's not the highest level of thought, but it's perfectly effective. Everything she ended with for a professional wrestling fan, like everything about that yeah. runs that we will all sit back and say that kicked ass. Now, I'm letting you guys know. I'm going to I'm going to play the role. I'm going to play the role of all you indie marks and. Um, when when the person that I want to win the match on Sunday, Charlotte doesn't win the match, I'm gonna say the whole pay per view sucked. Oh, I'm I never do that. that. I'm looking forward. Well, to that. I, I mean, as long as as long as you're you're admitting that you're being a complete asshole for cheering for the heel, okay. All right, yeah, I'm good with that too. Now, yeah. we do need to address the problem with all of that, which was that that segment was was unthinkable, unthinkably pitiful until. You know, Ronda saved well, it. Thank not God. just that, but no one's motivations make sense anymore. Well, correct. It, it was all insane. I mean, it was absolutely insane how the entire show came about to suddenly have it end with, oh, hey, that thing that you just agreed to, uh, here's the weird part. We've just decided, n- no. <laughs> um, remember how you signed the thing that said that you wouldn't uh, uh, hold us accountable and we'll put you in a championship match? Well, the funny thing is we're just not going to do it. I know you've assigned agreement, but um, well, that's what it is. And, well, uh, well, not just okay. Let's go back even farther than that. Why is Becky in this match? Like storyline wise, what yeah. changed? She, Stephanie said it. Stephanie did said she get, because, it puts her in the match at WrestleMania. She, but she, Vince did not want her in the match at Mania. But Stephanie, if you pay attention to dialogue and context clues, Stephanie said because of how Ronda Rousey acted, and she had to act in the best interest of the business. Ronda Rousey's their biggest star. Yes. So Ronda Rousey laying the belt down forced their hand and made and she wanted Becky back, so she brought Becky and, back. And that but, part. Okay, I understand that from Stephanie. From Vince though, Vince said it would be bad for business if Becky had it. She is bigger than the company. She he wants Charlotte. And as belt. and as we all learned in the early 2000s, Stephanie owns an equal share with Vince. <laughs> and so does Linda, and so does Shane. Well, then why was the suspension ever? Because Stephanie was all good with her being on board, yeah, yeah, being well, part of the company. Look, 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 that part you're right about. But, but again, then Ronda went AWOL. Hang on. The, the, the explanation actually worked. The, the explanation that Stephanie give, did, gave at that point did work for why Becky was being put in the match. The explanation the- of, and again, I think you could also sow this. They, they, they were laying, sort of laying the groundwork for, we know Becky's hurt. We know she's going to lose this match. We're killing two birds with one stone. We're getting rid of Becky Lynch. She's done. We've figured it out. Becky's going to be hurt. She can't beat Charlotte Flair on Sunday night. So now we can get rid of Becky Lynch. She shouldn't. Well, she's going to. Uh, <laughs> she's definitely the going part to. That, the part that didn't work is Ronda being like, give me my belt back. And, and then they're like, just okay, saying, okay, you cool. You're After right. All of the shit that we've already said, we've changed our mind. You can but just have your belt but back. But it's Ronda. She's the star, bruh. But she vacated why, why the title. But Vince, but Vince hates the stars. That's the thing. But he likes money. 
<sighs> yes. But you could still you could still say that Ronda gets to face the person who wins. How many times did Stone Cold physically assault Vince and he still was on every show? Well, that's why the Becky well, thing never he, made he sense. He did get fired at one point. How many yeah. times did Stone Cold come up uh, and say, like, give me the what, title and they gave it to him? Oh, it was it was until he pulled the gun on him that he forced him to... <laughs> <laughs> it tends to happen that way. That does tend to be a thing. Um, <laughs> look, the only issue I had was with the idea that they had set this sort of trap and then suddenly said to Becky, and there was nothing back from Becky like, oh, wait a second. Hang on. That's that's not that's not the scenario that you provided me that I agreed to. Like that there's no reaction from Becky. That Becky's literally just sitting there like, "Okay, cool. You fucked me over." <laughs> like that doesn't work when you when you literally take it from being a championship match to a you can be in a triple threat at WrestleMania or you're fired match. The person that lost when you've already won the rumble, right? The person that actually lost in that process should be angry and react accordingly. And to just have Becky sort of sit there like, "Okay, cool, swell, can't wait, guys." And I know she didn't say any of that stuff, but she didn't react in any way. She just sort of was like sitting there smiling, like, eh, "All right, well, you know that happened." Like none of it makes sense, but at the end of the day, it won't matter when we get to That's see this match next event week, WrestleMania. Yeah, next you know? week, all the pieces are there in where they should be. Like, they have the correct thing. It was just the past six weeks are all for nothing, basically. Eh, essentially. Yeah, getting but... there was rocky, but... Whatever. We'll Why is it out. all for nothing? Because everything that's been done over the past five to six weeks is now completely overturned. Because Ronda laid okay. the belt down. Why are you ignoring major factors in the story? Yeah, it's okay for that to happen, but it's it was a little disjointed and oh, it's the defi- way it was definitely disjointed. But I I I, I will agree. I'm probably closer to the way AJ feels than Aaron. It's not like none of it. Ronda mattered. Rousey forced the McMahon's hand, just like Stone Cold did with a gun, right. just like so <laughs> many other people, <laughs> just like so many other wrestlers have in the past. You're just choosing to ignore it because you want to complain about something. I'm not. I'm just saying that it, like, legitimately. You just said that the last six weeks don't matter. And when in actuality, they told the story to a point that it actually works perfectly. And you're just intending to be. Hang on. That segment on Monday night did not work perfectly. It was. It was kind of shit, <laughs> but like again, it was saved because Ronda Rousey was kicked so ass. That it didn't matter, right? Right. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 as I always say, I can live with the fact that ultimately we can sit back and say, "Yeah, that was all weird, but we got the result that we needed," right? And yeah. like it was. And all... that's what we're going to say about this entire build. Correct. It, it was weird, but we're getting what we wanted. So right. I'm fine. But with it, that. Why? Well, I don't understand. Why, why is was the segment weird? Because they said that Becky was going to get one thing, literally changed, had her sign a contract for that Signed thing. a contract for a title match. Changed no, the it. contract was not for the title match. The contract was for the, the, no, the it whole was. harmless, it was the title harmless match. agreement. But part of the agreement was if you sign this, you'll get the title match. That yeah. was the okay. way they literally and had then, Becky. And then, and then Ronda the fucking... Rousey came back right. because they said, oh, we're going to just give your title to these two bitches. And then Ronda was like, fuck that. I'm about to come whoop somebody's ass because that's my belt. And that's fine for Stephanie to say, okay, we like you, Ronda Rousey, no problem. But for Becky to sit there and say, oh, all right, I mean, that's just cool. I'm not mad about that in any way. Doesn't work. That she, doesn't... Has beef. she has so much beef with Charlotte already. Yeah, but she should be like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to have a title match, right. and now you just took it from me. I'm, well, not not to mention, I, now that I'm not suspended, I'm the Royal Rumble winner. 
she's gonna get the match at WrestleMania because in Becky's if mind, she wins she's a match, win. which isn't fair. Which she, in her mind, she's going to win. I, I, there's a you're you're using hubris, and there's a that's that's I'm not, not using hubris. No, no, I'm no. using like literally you're, no. You're any creating, competitive person. Right, you're ever creating that, that because that ever. you're saying if the Patriots won the AFC title game, and then they said, "Well, just kidding. You have to beat somebody else to go to the Super Bowl." They'd be cool with that. But there's not. You can't compare those two things because this is fucking opera. <laughs> I mean, are you like I. We do regularly. You regularly ask us to try to compare it to regular sports. You regularly ask us to understand. I've, I've never once. I've never yes, once. Yes, you do. Tried I yeah, listen that, to the show. Yeah, try to be do that all the time. tight about it because because yes because Becky Lynch is the first person ever who won the Royal Rumble and then something along the way went weird and it changed how the title match at WrestleMania went. AJ, that's fine, but she should in her character should acknowledge her character that. Character should be pissed about it, not on like Tuesday, smiling on and being Tuesday happy. night. She should say she's it's happening. She's get, she's going. She was about to not wrestle at WrestleMania. Now she has a chance to beat Charlotte's ass and wrestle at WrestleMania. And then say that. Acknowledge that. Recognize that there's yeah, she no. She should be like, I don't. I shouldn't have to do this, but fuck you. I'm gonna right. kick your ass. That's anyway. all you got to do, yeah. and then you've addressed it. No problem. What you just said is no problem. Just address it. Say that. To just literally have her pretend like she didn't get fucked in this process but is But my point absurd. is, you watch every episode of Raw. She shouldn't have to say that because you already know that's the case, and you ignore that, and that's what annoys me about you fucking fans. No, no, you're. No, you're we're being... just saying her character isn't yeah. responding the way that a normal person would in this situation. Well, or her character? No, no, no. Her character. Her character should be in jail. Well, that's possibly true too. That also is well. I don't know if she should still be in jail. You're she probably would have been trespassing. Yeah. I mean, if AJ, AJ, if your point, times, if your point is that they do other things that make sense, so they never have to do anything that makes people's sense. Asses. Okay, but like, is the argument that just because they do other things that don't make sense, that we should never want it to make sense ever? No, that's not the point I'm making. What I'm pointing is, you pick and choose what you allow to make but, sense and what but, you don't. <laughs> No, I think makes sense. Character motivations are a big thing for me. We all complained about Rhonda saying that she took fake jail pictures in the hallway and shit like that. You know, like, I didn't complain about that at all. I thought that was cool. Why? That's dumb. Because so she's never arrested? Because those are fake jail pictures. Okay, that's fine. Was she never arrested? In in storyline, was she never arrested? What? Like Rhonda you can't do one thing on T V and do the other thing on Twitter. It doesn't make any sense. Like, just How, don't do it, then. Those fake jail pictures. Yeah, but in the storyline, she really got arrested. Okay, but this is also the reality era. Is it? Yes. So why do anything? Why do, why, why, why do anything on TV if you're just going to go on Twitter and say it was all pretend? Bro, that's like, not the first time that's happened. And it's stupid every time it happens. Yes. It's not. It it's is. Horrible. It absolutely oh my God, is. Dude. It absolutely is. It's a, it's a you weird guys, one. You guys just pick and choose, bro. No, I'm, I'm actually very 100% on this. I hate it. Anytime that they say, this is all fake. What you are watching is fake. If they did it in Avengers, if they did it in Star Wars. It's a story. Do you think those are real zombies on fucking Walking Dead? I do. Yeah, it's still real to me, damn zombies. it. They don't go to commercial and then show them getting out of their costumes and shit. You know, I mean, it's like. And they don't do that on the show either. Thanks, bud, for making my point. I mean, they have. They have Twitter accounts are extensions of the show. You guys, uh... Mm, no. say this isn't Ric Flair, this is Richard Fleer. You guys excited about Captain Marvel, or like what? Yeah. yeah and, and if she ever says, I'm Brie Larson, I'm going to be annoyed, too. <laughs> right, right. All right, real quick, we have to talk about... Uh, the, the bummer news this week is Tommaso Twitter Ciampa. is not the show. 
All right, hang on. We got it. We got to get one more thing in before we take a break. Tommaso Ciampa's hurt, and that sucks. Um, uh, that's terrible news. I I have not read any spoilers, so I have no idea what they're doing to build towards WrestleMania. How did he get hurt? I just know he hurt his neck. Well, I, can you I know? tell you something? After after we talked earlier off off uh, off mic or whatever, off I looked up the last spoiler. They still have to film the rest of NXT. They've only yeah, filmed up to next week. Yeah. So um, two weeks before or so. Right, okay. so right. Uh, they kind of have a canvas to fix this somehow. But, yeah, they're, uh, all they're going to do is just put Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Makes, they've already had him. There's, a, I mean, there's a spoiler that would indicate otherwise, because they've have him in something else. I would do Adam Cole Velveteen Dream for the title, and that's what, what they're doing. That's but, what I, it, it's, it's a triple wait, they, threat. Yeah. Really, they they didn't tease Riddle. I mean, oh, is it Cole Dream Riddle? It's all three. Yeah. Okay. I so mean, then. Bring back C three. Bring back somebody like that. Or bring down somebody. Why? Who who okay, so let's say Gargano's this, just gonna win, so you might as well bring someone like Rusev. He's not or, gonna win if he's not gonna win if Velveteen Dreams in a match. He's but, not in the match. He's got an, another title. Well, they, they can switch everything. I, I seriously doubt they're gonna switch that. Why like, wouldn't they, they why would it, why wouldn't they switch it when their champion broke his neck? Like that's the time to switch. But here's it. the thing. They've already built that match up. They have not built up the title match. So they can they can make it something else, but they've already done work on the other thing. They so, could have Velveteen Dream lose the belt to Matt Riddle at the next taping and then have in the same taping Velveteen Dream win a uh, fucking They could, but I think they announced the match. match. I think they announced the match on next week's episode. They can cut that out. They could, but I I don't know. It's, it seems like you're putting all your eggs in a basket. Why not just bring Ricochet down, you know, or, or Alistair Black or whatever? I got no problem with that either. I, I just don't understand why this... Yeah, Ricochet-Adam Cole sounds great. Yeah, I mean, that's great. It's a great match. But if you're moving all those guys up, I don't understand why it would be that hard to just say, we're going to have Tommaso Ciampa drop the belt, and our championship match is going to be Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole because that's a fucking great rivalry that can carry for us for some time. Like that just for six months. Yeah, that just I doesn't. I think it's going to be Gargano versus Ricochet versus Alistair Black. But all of Who those. Wants, guys... But if all those guys are, go... I guess the question is, are but they? They going already up? were going to be moved up, and then Gargano was going to beat Tommaso Ciampa at the pay per view. So I get that. What's going to be champion? I guess we don't know that. What? We don't know if Ciampa was going to be champion going into there. He was going to be the champion. Mm. Mm. I mean, I assumed he would be. I assumed. I, I do too, but we don't know that. To be fair, yeah, all that's fair. Well, I saw a spoiler that said they had announced the match for the pay per view. But did they announce it with the title? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Then Gano's not coming up. Uh, not net, right, not right think, now. I think they're coming up, and they're. I think they're doing both. Well, wait a second. In fairness, Ricochet. We... Well, look at Ricochet and um, Alistair Black are in a title match. On Fastlane, and they're also involved in the tournament, and they're pretty close to the end of it. I'm not saying you can't, but you know, it's a little difference between doing that for bouncing that for three weeks, and then putting the title on Gargano and having him do double duty for at least two. But they they clearly were going that direction, though, is what I'm saying. So. Why would why would there be all these arguments? Why not to do it just because he's on the main roster? Whenever they already were going to do it, you know. Uh, I wonder if they change with Champa getting hurt. I wonder if any plans change, even regarding the main roster. You know. What well, I, mean? I think I think it might change in leaving Gargano down that's, that's because I, I he think wasn't on possible. Raw or SmackDown right. for the past. That's, I, that's what I'm. That this week we saw more of Aleister Black and Ricochet, and so it wouldn't stun me if. 
they maybe make a different decision with Johnny Gargano and they would leave him down, let him win the belt, and then leave him down for a bit and go that route. Like yeah. that's, I wonder if that's not the yep. case. All right. Yeah. When we come back, so in, the answer is put give Pete Dunne the belt, have him lose the UK title, and then win the NXT belt. I got no beef with that either. No beef whatsoever. When we come back in, we'll make our picks for Fastlane. Jamie from Mania Crawl joins us. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. He's Aaron, and he's the main event. AJ Francis. This is jobbing out. Maryland, it's the craziest time of year for college basketball. So don't miss a minute of the madness. Fridays through Sundays in March, watch your favorite teams compete for a spot in the championship on 74 feet of HD LED screens in the Sportsbook and Sports Bar at Laurel Park. With food and drink specials during games and thrilling live thoroughbred racing Friday through Sunday, there's no better place to indulge in the madness. Visit Facebook.com slash Laurel Park for details. We'll see you there. Back in here for segment number two of Jotting Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and the main event, A.J. Francis, who uh, he's going to be right back in just a second. He had uh, a bit of a, a technical issue, so we're getting that solved, but I promise A.J. will be back in one second. Boys, it's, uh, it's Fast Lane week, one more pay-per-view before WrestleMania. And, of course, for us, WrestleMania weekend means a magical time before the show, hanging out with old friends, I typically remember none of it uh, because I am so obliterated that I I vaguely remember. Like, honest to God, I genuinely don't remember if I even said hello to our next guest last year. <laughs> like, I definitely did Mania Crawl. Like, I definitely showed up at Pat O'Brien's. Well, you showed up, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I made it to all of the bars that were part of Mania Crawl. I just don't remember it. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure you did, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm I'm reasonably certain that I have been shown pictures of me at every bar along the stop. Um, our uh, our next guest is the brains behind. Oh, AJ's back. Hello, AJ. Uh, our our guest picker for segment number two is the brains behind Mania Crawl. He's one of our favorite people, and I never know how to pronounce his last name, so I don't bother to try. He is just Jamie from Mania Crawl, and he's with <laughs> us here on Jobbing Out. Jamie, it's great to have you back, brother. Yeah, man, I'm happy to be here. Uh, yeah, it's Mazowskis. It's a hard one. Yeah, I don't even. Most it. people just call me Jamie. Yeah, no WWE Network name. star Jamie. Yeah, I saw yeah. you on uh, <laughs> WWE 24. Yeah, I made my made my debut. Next, next I'll be uh, on NXT uh, managing AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like how they see you on WWE Network and they call you WWE Network star. I, I was on WWE Network for the damn uh, that punk show they had. What's that shit called? Uh, oh, you I, were? Yeah, I remember it. I yeah. don't remember what it was called. But yeah, I remember and you guys called me a mark. Well, we we also – hang on a second. We also call you the main event. So, like, settle down, dick, okay? <laughs> settle down about all Hey, that. but guess what, though? At uh, the SCW show on the 15th, guess what I am? The main event. You're in the main event, the right? The main yeah, fucking sure. event. Exactly right. Of course, Sugar Bear, the SCW champion. All right, Jamie, let's get the details in before we make our picks. Let's get the details in for Mania Crawl this year. Obviously, it's a bit of a different world because, like, everybody's going to be hanging out in New York all weekend, but, like, the show, of course, is in New Jersey. So tell me about where Mania Crawl is going to be and what all is going to be happening. Yeah, there was a lot of thought going into this year because 
uh, I, I'm from the area. I'm from New Jersey, and like, I, it's not the most ideal setup as far as the convenience of walking in. Wait, by that you mean the existence everywhere of the in New Orleans? Yeah, the ex- the existence of the state of New Jersey. It's not the most convenient state setup. <laughs> yeah, con- from Jersey to Manhattan. Lie, I've been in I've been in Baghdad and I've been in Newark, and the roads are worse in Newark. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, so I mean, going from Brooklyn to Manhattan to Jersey is going to be uh, quite a task for anybody. So we figured um, we're familiar with the bars in Hoboken, so we decided to go in the route of uh, New Jersey. And plus, it gives people the peace of mind knowing once you get to Mania Crawl, you're already in Jersey, the hard parts behind you, and you're only about 10, 15 minutes away from the stadium if you were to take a cab. Um, there's also trains and buses out of Hoboken that go to the stadium. Uh, and this year, we're actually, I decided to rent a bus. So I got a bus that's going to bring 55 people from Mania Crawl to the stadium. Um, that's available on sale now. We're selling individual bus tickets as well as VIP packages, which um, the VIP package will probably end by the time this airs. Um, but so it, we're just trying to make it as convenient as possible just so right. people get to Mania and can show up. Quick question. Are we going to Mania or not? We're pretty well, sure we are. Off the air. We're, we're talking about off the air. I because I already got my flight. Now, in Southwest, I can cancel that bitch whenever I want, but that I already is, got my flight. Look, I'm just waiting for y'all to tell me we not bullshit. We are, I just need final confirmation, but I was told to make plans. So there you go. We are assuming that we will be there. We are assuming that we will be part of Mania Weekend. And, and the reason I said that is, Jamie, save me one of them VIP packages, baby. I'm a VIP. <laughs> <laughs> I will do. Um, if you've never been a part of Mania Crawl, um, it, it's exactly the way that you would – like the title kind of takes care of it. It's a bar crawl for crazy wrestling fans, and it involves fun – and frolic and much alcohol and and you will see Glenn pass out almost and certainly. not remember wrestling. Um, now, hang on a second. If somebody reminds me to drink water, then I have a better chance. If Steve Miggs is there to help me, like he was in Orlando, Miggs will not be there. We are fucked. We are absolutely no. You are. Well, we true. aren't. That is true. <laughs> we'll leave you in Hoboken. I don't. I don't know what happened a year ago, but uh, I'm. I as again, I've never had a bad time at Mania Crawl. It's a great, and we've met so many friends there over the years. We stayed in touch with and. I think it's the cool thing, Jamie, about Mania Crawl itself is that, like, it almost has become kind of its own, like, its own living, breathing organism. Like, I guarantee there are people that will go to Mania Crawl or have gone to Mania Crawl that didn't even bother going to WrestleMania. That just, like, went for the weekend and were like, maybe I'm going to fly out Sunday night, but I'm going to go have a great time and hang out with all my nerdy friends who love wrestling as much as I do. Yeah, that's that's sort of my favorite part about Mania Crawl is just, like, seeing the same faces every year um, and the people that keep coming back. Uh, and like you said, people, you, there's people who I just know through Mania Crawl and you see them every year and it's like a weird wrestling reunion, but it's like, it's a great time. And uh, yeah, a lot, there are a lot of people that do go to Mania Crawl that um, don't plan on going to the event. So I'm sure we will see people there. No doubt. The right. main question I have about Mania Crawl is, am I finally going to get to go over? Ah, uh, Yes. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're like, you're in line for a big push, you know, you're pursuing your wrestling career. I, th- I think you earned it. Yeah, I got I, that brass ring, baby. Yeah, I, I agree to do You finally lost enough, the crowd's starting to get on your side, so we'll, we'll run yeah, with it. Yeah, agree to disagree. Bro, like, hey, last year, I never, I don't even know if I told Jamie this, but last year when he fell, like, you fell on my stomach 
like directly on like my diaphragm and I could not breathe for like 30 <laughs> seconds. So you're saying Jamie kicked your ass. Sounds right. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Like I, like, I legitimately don't know if I could have kicked out if I was supposed to anyway. <laughs> Um, I mean, no, you weren't is the answer. So there you go. Dude, I, I'll, I'll come down to Florida and I'll kick your ass all over that ring. So don't even tell oh, me. Please come to SCW. Please do. <laughs> all right. All right. Here's the deal. Uh, I got We got to get in the picks because I literally have to bail and it's my studio. So when I have to bail, everybody's going to have to bail. That's the way it works. <laughs> So we got to get into picks. Again, maniacrawl.com to find out more. It's awesome. We can't wait. We're going to be there, and we'll keep talking it up between now and Mania weekend. Uh, in the meantime, in the meantime, let's make picks for Fastlane. AJ, we agreed to this off the air. Um, loser of picks this month. And Jamie's been doing this long enough that he doesn't get the benefit of the tie any longer. So if he's involved in the tie with somebody, then he loses too. So that's just the way it is. Um, loser and losers... AJ, if it's you, and we're finally playing up to the way that you want things, if you lose, you're going to have to perform Teenage Dirtbag at Mania Crawl. I'm in. If one of us loses, you get to pick the hip-hop song of your choice that came out the same year as Teenage Dirtbag, and we have to perform it at Mania Crawl. You good with that? But I feel like I'm the bigger loser here. Well, do you, if you'd rather us do Teenage Dirtbag, we'll do it. But I just figured that you would say, it's always white songs. You always pick white songs. Can I pick the black song? I just said you could. I said you yes. pick the song Anything from the year 2000. Right. You pick but, a... But I, that's, that's whack. Why? Because I'm going to have to learn a brand new song, so you should too. You can, by the so way... So choose a brand new song correct. for us to learn. You pick... I will. That's you, what I'm saying. Right. If there's three of you, you're going to be the Migos. If there's two of you, no, no, no. you're probably going to be the City Girls. You, no, you just have to pick a song from 2000, from the year 2000 when Teenage Dirtbag came out. By the way, if you pick Migos or City Girls, I won't have to learn a new song. Well, that's fair, too. <laughs> that also is fair. Shout out, Brandon. All right, we'll explain this more later, but we have the we, uh, we, we understand what we're doing. All right, Aaron, let's roll. We got to pick make these picks. All right, fast lane. We have one pre-show match right now. It is Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Which, again, we've all agreed can happen at every pre-show for the rest of time. It's totally fine. If it wants to get one actual pay-per-view spot, that'd be good. Uh, maybe. Uh, Jamie, you... I mean, honestly, I'd be cool with it being the main event of every show they do every week. I'd also be fine as well. Uh, Jamie, you do not get the... Like, you're just normal. You're one of us now, so you go fifth. You just put you in rotation. Uh, AJ, go ahead. I'm going to go with Andrade. Uh, I will also go with Andrade. Uh, yeah, Andrade does not have has not had a pay per view match since SummerSlam, other than the Royal Rumble. So yeah, this is Andrade's time. I'm also picking Andrade. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go against the grain here and say Mysterio uh, gets the crowd popping before the show Whoa, starts. Oh, right. thank God, because I was very worried we were all going to be the same, and then we were all going to be the same for the rest of the pay per view. All right, next. Next, we have the tag titles are on the line as the Revival defend against Aleister Black and Ricochet and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Man, um, like I, they, I, have, I'm so beside myself at the thought of them taking the belts off of the Revival, but it would be so perfectly up, like in line with what they're doing if they just go ahead and decide to give them to Ricochet and Aleister Black. Like it would just fit in with everything they're doing right now, but I'm not going to pull the trigger on it. I'm just going to say they're going to keep them on the Revival. Uh, I'm going with the Revival as well. If it was a one-on-one -on -one match between the Revival and Ricochet and Al Aleister Black at the pay-per-view, I might see that. 
but the triple threat to me screams revival gets the win that way so i'm going with the revival yeah i agree i i think the reason that chad gable and bobby root are in this match are to lose so i'm going to pick the revival as well jamie that's to you yeah i think i i think it's going to be across the board here the revival we're going to retain the revival retains all right All right, let's go with uh, Asuka defending the title against Mandy Rose. Uh, Do we even need to go around on this one? No, not really. Anybody, anyone disagree? Uh, There's one thing. I I mean, I'm I'm having Asuka win. If you tell me that this is some sort of a schmoz finish with whoever the uh, WrestleMania opponent is, maybe something weird happens. Not that she drops the title, but maybe somehow Mandy Mandy wins without winning the title. But now I'm going with Asuka. Again, does anybody disagree? No, yeah, Asuka's going to retain. Okay, very good. Move forward. This entire card looks pretty predictable. Yeah, it might really come down to Rey Mysterio and Trape. Yeah. Uh, so let's go with uh, let's go with something. The Shield versus Drew McIntyre and Baron and uh, the Shield's going to win. Stop talking. <laughs> does so? No one thinks that Dean Ambrose could turn mid match. No. Okay. I, so that, that's yeah, there is a I, I part of question, that I got a question to ask They didn't here. do this to do that. Is the shield in the match? No, Dude, I agree with you. I'm just saying it's there is a thought out there that they will go towards Roman and Dean at Mania oh, in this match. I, I mean, what I is Roman they doing they at Mania? I think they do do Roman and Dean at Mania, but I think Dean. I think they still Roman win. Up to Mania. I I yeah. agree with everything everybody just said. I'm I actually yeah. I do think it'll be Roman and Dean at Mania, but I do think that they'll use you know next week in order to get there. I I think they. You almost have to have them win a match and have like a feeling. Yeah, of you, brother- got, you got to milk it a little longer. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Charlotte Flair versus Becky. I mean, come on. Okay, yeah. everybody is in agreement. Next, Becky. Unfortunately, I'm picking Becky, even though Charlotte should win because it should be Charlotte. Have versus some balls, You know, God, listen, listen to this smirk, this damn Mark who can't uh, ever yeah. boo the. You know. Although you know, you guys like. It would be totally fitting of this storyline for Charlotte to win and Becky get into the fucking match anyway. But it would be really funny. It would be really funny. This storyline has been been all over the place. Yeah. So, but I'm obviously picking Becky because that's the more likely scenario. All right. The uh, Boston Hug connection against Tamina and Nia. Jesus Christ. We really do have a problem, don't we? (laughs) This was my problem with this. But yeah. Any any takers? Any? No. No. Nope. I'm going Sasha and Bailey. Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Anyone want to take no contest here? This is the uh, wild card to me. Um, well, what what about disqualification? How's that well, work? That's, that's well, the you, thing. you pick the winner, but if you want to pick no contest, you can pick no contest. That's why this is a wild card to me, not because Daniel Bryan's dropping the belt, but because of all the other bullshit that could happen um, with all the other people that have been involved in in this storyline between Kofi, Mustafa Ali. All right, all right, let's Rowan. let's pick it. Whose turn was it? Who is who, whose turn was it? And everybody make a pick. I mean, I'm picking Daniel Bryan. Okay. I am also picking Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe you know Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Okay. This is going well. Usos versus uh, Miz and Shane McMahon. Ooh. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, yeah. I, do, do we I want you like a bonus point for who turns heel? We're gonna. None of you said so. We're gonna have to figure something out. Go ahead. Do we have any other matches that we haven't picked? No, yet? no that's that's it. How about that one? Who turns on who? 
Well, but like Chain I don't, turns. But it might Man. not happen. It at, might not happen there. Yeah, so well, pick that. Pick that. Can we, can we say if there? No. Let's. Can we? Just no, say no, 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 no. There's three choices. Nobody turns, or one of them turns. I would pick nobody turns. I pick Shane turns. Okay. Miz is turning. Miz is the heel. Miz, Miz, Miz. It doesn't. Yeah, turn? I'm going with Miz yeah. turning as well. Oh, to the Miz is gonna turn. Okay. There we got something different. All right, great. So it all comes down to what happens. Miz has been kissing Shane's ass way too much to just like go down as the baby face. Yeah, but I like... feel like it's turned the other way. Now Shane is the one doing that. Yeah. It should be Shane. I just don't think that they Here. want to turn Shane. Hey, can we all pay attention to our phones so when they add a match so we can pick it since we're all <laughs> picking the same shit? Oh, I, I, I tried I to do that before. Wins, so I'm, I'm walking away. Big, big oh, yeah, you're, you're yeah, good. Yeah, you are. You're good, man. Yeah. You're good. There's no doubt about that. Well, okay, so that was a an, a, an enthralling pick segment. By the way, one of these is should Fastlane exist? Since, since we got no. another five minutes, should Fastlane exist? It should, but it, because it, it's serving a purpose. Like we're talking about things that it's got to. Like there are things that have to happen, and, and we're also not all going to be right. Like something's right. going to happen. We don't. Yeah, we, we, we should we should have to pick like a match that we think's going to go the other way. <laughs> oh, I'm good with that. I'm actually Ooh, good with that. an upset pick. An upset pick, we're, yeah. We're all forced to. We're all forced to change one of our picks. Okay. No, that's I stupid. like that. I like that a lot. I love that. In fact, come on, man, have some fun. It's a worst. Okay, thing that's then my happen. upset pick is Kevin Owens. Oof. Right, that's probably the. That was the one I was gonna pick. Damn it! I, I would agree yeah, exactly. with that if that's it wasn't for the wooden belt. All right, fine, fine. Throw it out. Throw it out. Everybody's gonna pick that. We're not gonna have any better. Any better uh, I'm not separation. Picking oh, okay. Go ahead, Jamie. Uh, you can't pay, you can't swap to Andrade either. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I'll just hedge my bet. <laughs> um, oh, this is rough. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the. Do I have to pick the winner too? All right, I'm I'm gonna go the 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 six man tag. I see the Shield lose. Wow. Okay. That's where I was leaning as well. All right. <laughs> all right. I'll change one. Well, pick it. Yeah. If we're are we are we doing this? We're all changing something. Everybody's changing one. Yes, everybody has to change one. Okay. I think that Rowan's gonna just face choke slam Kevin Owens, and that's gonna be the end of the match. But do you think it's gonna be a, a disqualification or a no contest? I think it's gonna be a, end up probably being a DQ for Kevin Owens to win, and then that's how he has another opportunity. And then you make Kofi have to go through Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali in order to get to the title match at WrestleMania. And I'll go with I'll go with Lacey Evans creating a disqualification. To set I thought up. they didn't have any plans for her. I don't think they do, <laughs> but I have to come up with something. So I'll hope that they do. I, mean, I don't really want a Lacey Evans Oscar match at WrestleMania either. It just doesn't do that much for me. But so wait, Brandon, what was your pick? I didn't pick one yet. I think okay. I'm going to go with Nia and Tamina. Ooh, ooh, I actually like that a lot. Now that it's I a little spicy, because that would create a scenario where they could just do it again at WrestleMania and have Sasha and Bailey win again. Ooh, that's actually pretty good. All right, very good. That's better. That's better. I like that. Okay, that's a good idea. So, so I just just to make sure we we're doing the 
Was this in lieu of the who turns or in addition to who turns? In addition. Do it, make, okay. make it both. Have some more fun. Have some yeah, more Yeah, okay. Fun. I, I, I'm for it. I just want to make sure. And everybody pay attention to their fucking phones if they add a match so we can pick it. Nah, it'll be another one that we all pick the same way. So, I mean. Probably. You start a Twitter thread if uh, if they add a match like mid, mid-show. mid Just yeah, add right, a Twitter right, thread. Right. We'll call it yeah. on the spot. Yeah. I'm, I'm with it. All right, Jamie, run down again what everybody needs to know about Mania Crawl. Um, well, you know, I mean, Mania Crawl is the, you know, the bar crawl that coincides with WrestleMania. This is our sixth year. Uh, you know, I, what, what I'm real thankful for is uh, people like you guys who have supported us over the years uh, and countless different podcasts and platforms and writers uh, who are able to provide us a platform to get the message out there. Um, all the proceeds are donated to Connor's Cure. Um, we're selling T-shirts, hoodies. Crew neck shirts, long sleeve shirts this year. You can get that at maniacrawl.com. And we're also offering a bus pass. Uh, it's 20 bucks. The bus will pick you up at Mania Crawl and drive you right to MetLife Stadium. Uh, and the first, I think, first 50 people to show up are going to get a free koozie. Um, you know, and so you can stay up to date uh, at Mania Crawl on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we're going to announce the bar shortly, but it's going to be on Hobo. In Hoboken, probably down Washington Street for those who are familiar with the area. Um, I, I live literally five minutes away from it, so I, I, I promise it'll be a good time. But it was a lot, it was a long thought process between here and New York City. I think we're going to be able to it'll provide a better environment for our event in Hoboken. Awesome. And again, I mean, Hoboken's dope. If you, the only place I would have, if you could have did one in Soho, I would have been so hyped, but that would have been the only place that I would have really cared. Yeah, I just think the thing is that anybody in Jersey is not going to travel to New York and then back to Jersey. So that was my thought process. But people sure. in New York are going to travel to Jersey because the event to. is in right. Jersey. They literally have to in order to get to WrestleMania. Yeah, so there was, a, there was a lot that went into it. Yeah, that's dope. And it, by the way, if we decide that we are going and we get a hotel, that motherfucker's going to be in Soho, by the way. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah, hit me up. I, uh, I live right outside Hoboken, so... We guys got to catch up and get a drink. I love it. Hell man. yeah, that's an awesome. easy train. I love. It. Also, is, okay, wait, is there a chance of a mini uh, mini NXT crawl on Friday? I'd, I mean, we can we can we can have a crawl. I like that. We can have a crawl. There's, like also, there's also bars right around the the arena in Brooklyn that like yes. for yeah. those events for those events become wrestling bars and they play wrestling music the whole time. Oh, yeah, I, I recommend McMahon's. McMahon's is a good yeah, bar. Yeah, that's why I was at McMahon's. That's the, that's I was at McMahon's. Name, right name for it. I was at yeah. McMahon's before uh, uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn this past summer, and yeah. it's fucking sick. It's dope. Yeah, it's, uh, that's that's like my go-to bar over there. And then there's KBH, which is like a German beer hall. It's pretty big, but yeah. And that was another thing with New York. A lot of bars in New York, I feel, are small. So to find the right string of bars, Hoboken's gonna be a good time. I'm, awesome. I'm excited for this year's Mania Crawl. Awesome man, we can't wait. We love it, and uh, we're gonna have a great time as well. And of course, don't forget you can get shot by AJ. If you uh, oh, yeah. if you're willing to donate a little money to Connor's Cure as well, AJ will give you a nice chop on the chest. The best you... thing in the world is that I get I raise money for cancer kids. Exactly to right. Chop people in the chest to kick somebody's ass. Exactly right. You get to absolutely do do some real good, and you get to kick somebody's ass at the same time, which is awesome. Hey, uh, hey, uh, AJ, real quick, because I, I we're not gonna be able to keep you around for segment number three. Uh, run through your plugs as well, real quick. Uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis four one zero. I like I said, I got 
wrestling coming up, music coming up. So just follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. Very good. When we come back in, I'm so excited. Brendan Brown from Wheatus is joining the show. Ah! That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Brandon. He's Ben Jamie. And he's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. If trying something new was a bad idea, many of us would still be wearing polyester. This message is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. You may know us for our great burgers and wings, but Glory Days Pros mix it up with the fresh cedar plank salmon, cut in-house and grilled to perfection, or sizzling and juicy steaks, meaty ribs, we have handcrafted salads and sandwiches by our talented chefs. Change tastes good, we promise. Experience the Glory Days Grill menu in all its glory. Glory Days Grill, great food. Good sports. in here for segment number three of Jabbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. AJ's out for a bit, but um, <laughs> this is awesome. This is how this happened is beyond me. Um, if you guys will go back a week on the show, I just for fun, I had brought up so Brandon wants us all to go to New York for WrestleMania weekend. I think we're going to all end up going. That's the way it works. And I said, hey, know that the NXT show is Friday night. But did you happen to see who's also playing in New York Friday night of WrestleMania weekend? I might kind of rather go to that. And it was a little tongue-in-cheek, but not that much. (laughs) It was sort of serious. And so I came back and we played Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus as a rejoiner last week. And I heard from so many people about how it was their favorite thing that we had done in weeks. I am uh, thrilled that this week we can welcome onto the show the man behind an epic, the man who continues to rock and who will indeed be playing in New York on Friday the 7th, or sorry, the 5th, of course. It's WrestleMania weekend, and he'll be at the Mercury Lounge. He is the man behind Wheatus. It is a pleasure to welcome Brendan Brown to the show. Brendan, it is so great to talk to you, dude. Thank you for taking some time, man. No problem. Hi, guys. How you doing? Everything is awesome. All right, so seriously, bro, like how many times do you still deal with somebody who's like, holy crap, you're that guy. I love you on a day-to-day basis. Um, it, uh, not, that's not a daily. No. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but on tour, it happens a bit. Uh, <laughs> I had a funny, like, uh, uh, like anti that incident a couple of days ago. Oh no! <laughs> like, you know, you ever you ever wind up in, a, in like in the middle of a boy girl fight? You're not quite sure how it happened. Okay, yeah, sure. I think we've all been there. 
so like you know we we're we're on tour with Mike Doty for the Ruby Room uh, 25th anniversary. By the way, hold coughing. Holy crap! Wait, why what? Is, yeah, seriously. Why is that tour not in Baltimore immediately? I need that tour like I need air to breathe. Holy! We just did, F. We just did the East Coast and we just did DC. God damn it, Brandon! You, not Brandon. Brandon, you suck for not getting that show here. They, they played DC, man. God. All right, sorry. Go I ahead. Was, I was literally at a Weezer show like across town. Oh, I'm so bitter. I'm that, so I, bitter. And I really, really wanted to come over, but oh, I just got out of surgery and I couldn't handle two shows. What but. a dick! All right. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wait, what happened? <laughs> oh God! Oh no! Now we got. Now we got. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> what? To tell it. He Brandon has cancer. It's a whole thing. He's fine. Oh. He, he might die at any moment. It's just what it is, you know. Oh my God! I'm, I'm glad Glenn thinks it's hilarious, but <laughs> I am on the path to recovery. So uh, oh. we're, we're going to cure this thing. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Sorry, man. Anyway, um, now that you made everything super I know, awkward, right? Glenn. No, you. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Brendan. I'm sorry, this is not going well. <laughs> well, so let's go on with another story that didn't go well. So, um, I was. Uh, so we're on this tour. We, my band or members of my band, have learned uh, the the entirety of of the record to play to be Mike's backup band on on oh. on the stage when he plays Ruby Room. Um, including uh, also his his uh, longtime uh, bass player, cellist uh, Scrap Livingston. Um, so, anyway, we're in between shows and 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 after the show, I I am breaking down and you know winding up the cables and stuff, and it's all my sort of weedest touring rig that we're using. So I'm kind of like taking care of the gear and stuff. And after the show, I'm kind of winding up all the gear. And this woman comes up to me and she's like trying to say something over the shoulder of her like boyfriend or husband or whatever. And he's like, you know, just leave him alone. Just leave him alone. No, no, no. Don't say that. No, Karen, don't say that. And she finally gets like close enough and she goes, your support band sucks. (laughs) 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 And I, you know, I was like, like, that was the funniest thing that she could have said so i said wait, wait say it again what what wait, who, who sucks what and she's your opening act sucks. <laughs> and, and and he he knows who i am he knows i'm in both bands the husband and he is mortified like the, the blood is draining from his face and he's like desperate to stop her from speaking and uh, like i look at him and i look at her and, and he looks at me one more time and he goes nope and he beelines it. Out of, out of <laughs> he he ghosted his wife. It was crazy. Well, did, okay, did you say anything to her? Or did you just sort of say, "I'm gonna leave this. I'm not." I said, "I said, oh, you, I, I, I said, oh, oh you're talking about me." <laughs> oh, <laughs> and at that, at that's the point at which he was like, the guy was just like, "I'm out of here." Like, he, I'm done. He bro- so something broke, and he just like retreated. And I watched him because he had a big hat on. And I watched his hat just like right through the crowd, all the way through this long path, all the way to the back to the front door, and he just was gone. Oh like my he just, god! He 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 disappeared. <laughs> so yeah, those, those, that's that's um that's not exactly what you were talking about, but it's but it's kind of better. It's better. You're right. I agree. Better story. <laughs> better story. No doubt, man. All right. So so Brendan, we. Look, we are obsessed, and I, I know this is difficult because you've made music for like, you know, the, over two decades. Yeah, and I'm sure there's like there, there's this. I, I remember talking. Um, 
I had uh, Art from Everclear in studio one night. And he told me, he's like, dude, I'll play any song you want me to play. And I'm like, I don't believe that you wouldn't play Santa Monica. And he's like, I'll play Santa Monica in a heartbeat. It bought me a house, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and so I know that there's different. I also remember like Jimmy Haha from Jimmy's Chicken Shack didn't want to play Do Right for a few years. It was just like, I'd rather not if I don't have to. Like, I'm good. How do you deal with the fact that like you're a musician that has accomplished so much and yet there's this one thing that everyone is so obsessed with because I know that it's clearly a blessing but I'm sure at times it's still a bit of a curse. No, it's totally fine. It's never been a curse. Honestly, it's the best thing ever. Um to, we early on, we the song didn't really get any traction in America, right? So we're from New York and it didn't like it wasn't on K-Rock or or Z100 or anything like that. And so we didn't really get any kind of flavor for being successful at home. And it took about six or seven months before it really got going overseas. And when it did, it went really big. Um, but we didn't, We and we toured everywhere. We went around the world and played big shows, and we still do. But it never got to the point where we felt like we had done something that changed our lives. You know, so it just kind of like we just felt like the same sort of like New York City, like DIY band who occasionally went over to England to play for like Prince Charles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and that was, and you know, that, that was quite, quite, by the way, quite that early. old story, right? Like just that old thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, I mean, look like, and, and, and everywhere we went, we kind of felt like that too. We were kind of like, oh my God, how did we get invited to let? Like, this like what who, who made them who made this mistake you know um and and it just never settled in being uh big or anything like that and so you know the the success of the song didn't didn't sour at all for us because it was something that we were still we were we were at an arm's uh, arm's length from for 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 most of our career you know wow. um yeah, so, and then uh, and then the other thing is, it's like, dude, when I was 11 years old and I was, like, dressing up as Angus Young for Halloween, if you'd have told me that that would be my fate, I would have been like, "Where? let's do it now, where do we sign up? Yeah. You know, I gotta, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, I didn't have family in the music industry or any of that stuff, so I didn't, I came in, like, real green, and it just, it happened the way that it happened, and it's, like, the best thing ever, you know? When did you realize, like, not only was, we've seen lots of songs get big, but then eventually fade away. When was it that you realized that, oh yeah, two decades later, this is still going to be a thing? I was at a show in New York. My friend MC Lars was playing uh, toward the end of, I can't remember, the end of 2012 or the end of 2013. Um, But uh, it was MC Lars and I Fight Dragon. And I was like really enjoying the show, and I looked at my phone, and my Twitter uh, notifications were like endless, suddenly endless. Like there was no, there was, and the uh, Teenage Dirtbag and Weedus were trending worldwide because One Direction had just played Teenage Dirtbag at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> 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 Wow. You know, I was a couple of blocks away from Madison Square Garden at the time, and I had absolutely no idea <laughs> who, who they were or what was happening, you know. So, as a, and that kind of ushered in a couple of years of 
them touring the states playing the song and me getting to know people in their <laughs> in their sort of world a little bit and and suddenly being like oh my god all these kids know this like what is going on and and and, and just getting a secondary infusion i guess or star or reboot and like that was the point at which i kind of thought that it was like oh man this is like not gonna go away Wow, man. What what a mad lib of a sentence, by the way. Like, a, yeah, it was just in New York and One Direction was playing my song at Madison Square Garden. Like, what an utter, like, wor- bizarre word salad that whole thing is, man. Our whole lives, I feel like our whole, like, career thing is just a strange little word salad that, that like, barked out of New York. <laughs> Hang on, Brandon, before I go to you. Brendan Brown is with us from Wheatus. Yeah, this is Jabbing Out. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, okay. but oh, I'll skip. I'll skip. But I, mean, I can a, say go, something. Go crazy, man. Um, you know, since this is a pro wrestling podcast, I guess. Um, do you have any connection? I, I think that uh, Teenage Dirtbag was someone's theme song at one yeah, point. Yeah, um, Nate Webb. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so we were. We, uh, last time we came through Indiana, uh, a guy I'd been talking to on the internet for a long time, a guy named Spider Nate Webb. Um, came up to me at a show and he was like I'm I'm Nate I'm the guy who walks out to your song and I was like oh my god and I had seen I had seen tons and tons of his videos but we almost never toured the state so I never got over here to see him and I was always talking to him we followed each other on on social media and stuff but um and I had retweeted tons of his you know sort of entry uh, enter into the ring kind of like you know when we're using the song and uh we finally hooked up in this little, this little like club that we were playing with uh, in Indiana, um, and Bloomington, I think it was. And, uh, we kind of hit it off like on a personal level really fast. We have a lot in common. Um, he's got this sort of independent career that he's just been like hacking away at forever and ever and ever. And he puts himself through, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen Nate. Oh, he's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's crazy. Like he does, like he does things that I'm just like, dude. How does it? I asked him the last time I went to it was in, in, in GCW match that he did in uh, in Queens. I was just an observer, like after we played with him, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I went and saw him do some stuff that I was like, dude, how old are you? <laughs> and, he, and, he, and, he, and he told me, and I was like. I would be really worried about doing that stuff at your age. And he's like, no, 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 there's this zone I get into, and I just, I, my body's all loose. I know, I just know how to fall. I know it's not going to, I know nothing's going to happen. And I was like, oh, my God, give me the power. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, how do you do it? Um, but uh, but he, after we hit it off in Bloomington, we kept in close touch, and he was like, will you please get the band down to a match and play me in. And I was like, no doubt. As soon as that's possible, yes, we're doing it. Nothing's going to stop us. Don't worry about it. And he was like, okay, okay, okay. So we finally, Joey Janela's Lost in New York, it came together and we just, we suited up and loaded up the van and trailer and parked outside the match and like set up on their stage and, you know, got, Got uh, got involved in the match and everything, and it <laughs> wait, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I had to, I had to save him. <laughs> <laughs> this was against MJF, right? 
Yeah, yeah, it was MJF. Yeah. Um, he's that prick. He was like, uh, <laughs> he he was like, um, he just he, he well he hit. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it at all? I saw the. I never saw the match. I saw the entrance. I've never seen the match. So he interfered with our with our playing. Right, you know, right. You know, and and he got his hand on the mic, and then like when I wasn't expecting it, he he drove an elbow into my chest and threw me into the drums. No, we, you didn't know that was... Did Holy you, shit! Legit, you didn't know? I, I mean, he, there, was, there was words beforehand. <laughs> like, but, but, like, but, like, I'm not a, re- I'm not a wrestler, man. Like, I was, you know... So, I'm pulling this up right now. <laughs> so, so he gave me a stiff one, man. He gave me, like, he hit me hard. And I was like, you know what? I'm fucking... I'm gonna get that guy. And, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I'm from New York, man. I've been in a couple. I've been in a couple, you know. And uh, when I had my chance, I went in there and I, uh, I gave him a DDT. That's so awesome! I... Oh my god, that's so cool, <laughs> dude. This, this, like, your life is a Mad Lib. <laughs> I, <swear>. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it's, it, I, I mean, you know, I'm not making it up. It actually did happen. Dude, that it's, it's, it's is video so, evidence. That is so cool. And, like, the, you, know, you know the other part about that? Look, the guys you're talking about, like, you're talking about Spider-Nate Webb, who's awesome. It's Joey Janela's uh, event, and Joey Janela is just cool as shit. He was a guest on the show recently. And then MJF, who I know is an asshole, but, like, is so good at playing that character. Like, he's a, a star. Oh, he's the, best, he's the best heel there is. Exactly. But, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, and he doesn't, he doesn't drop it, man. He's just like, he's, he's, he's full asshole all the time. Right, great, right. Great. Yeah. And so he you, came on the show and he was an asshole. Oh my God, he was an utter <laughs> asshole even when we weren't even recording. Like, like from the moment he called in, he was a complete asshole. He was, it was brilliant. Um, but it's such like a cool, like wrestling nerds would be freaking out. And I know that like, you said you're not like the biggest wrestling guy, but like that whole scenario is just, it sounds so effing cool and like anybody would be like holy shit i can't believe i got to do that so when i was a kid i was into like jake snake roberts and the ultimate warrior um jimmy superfly snooker obviously andre the giant i never liked hulk that much to be perfectly honest with you that's all right um, we're good with that yeah but uh but you know um along the time that the that the rock came on to the scene i i was unable to pay attention you know, I was like getting full, full into my. You mean to tell me you had something stuff. else going on in your world? <laughs> I had yeah, something else to do than to watch wrestling and have like <laughs> fake matches with my, you know, grammar school friends. But, um, but uh, you know, it just got it. I I checked out, and the next time that I really began to experience wrestling was the indie stuff on the internet. And our bass player Matthew was really into it, and the stuff that kids were doing in backyards was just like way more interesting it was like the, it was like the punk rock of wrestling yeah 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 mm-hmm. um so you know that that kind of that kind of got me back into it and I can't say that I followed anybody very closely aside from Nate because he reached out and he was like we were part of his career and he was part of ours and whatever you know so um but uh but when it finally came together I just, I had just enough of a background and I, I, I actually wrestled uh, in high school. I wrestled on the wrestling team, but it's not, not the same. But you know what I mean? It's like I had just enough, just enough information. I knew I had given my brother enough DDT. That's awesome, man. That, That's that I knew so how to cool. do it. 
That is so cool, dude. When when they first reached out to you, what was your reaction? That is like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm using your song. Like, I can't go out to the ring without you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, well, my first reaction was like, look, I mean, we're we're a, we're a music act, you know, um, and I don't want to do anything that would like belittle or or mock the the, the art form of wrestling because it's a pretty serious piece of entertainment, and you know, the skill required is next level. I mean. Um, I know the guy Marco. What's his name? Uh, oh God, the little dude who was at the who was at that match was doing shit that I was. Just oh, like, Marco hey, Stunt. Guy. Marco Stunt. The Marco. Oh, Marco Stunt. Oh my God. Was like I was like these people are like like serious professional like Olympic athletes, and I, this I didn't want to, you know, be cavalier or or dismissive about any of that in our involvement i didn't want to disrespect the thing and i said that to nate a number of times i was like are you sure that like our presence isn't you know somehow like just like blowing off the seriousness of this and i was and he was like no, no 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 it's awesome it's awesome so i was like okay okay you know if you if you say so um and that was my big concern my big concern was not like not like you know dismissing the not not being a a, a distraction to the to the glory of the thing you know look at listen to you dude <laughs> like that's other, great other people would yeah. be so like dude they're just professional wrestlers like i i'm i think i'm a little bit above that whereas you're like no man i respect what they're doing like that's such a cool thing to hear you say oh dude i, I you know i can't even believe what they were doing like i was like these people man just that's by the way a lot of respect. i just saw your ddt and it was on a chair, <laughs> yeah, which is even yeah, better. On a, on a folding chair. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. That is so awesome. All right, so all right, I know we got to let you go in a minute. This has been so great, Brendan Brown from Weedus. Um, have you ever gotten a sense of why, like, and and I say this, and I don't want to come off like I'm I'm taking away from it. There were a lot of angsty, suburban, you know, like I think of like a "Kick Some Ass" by Stroke Nine, songs like that, right? Have you ever gotten yeah. a sense why this one has stood such the test of time? Like, why it is that people have felt such a connection to this song? Like, I, we were joking about it last week, but you could walk into a room of anyone, guys about our age right now, turn this song on, and you would watch 50 dudes just all, and I'm sure you felt it that night at Joey Janela's event where everybody's just belting it out along with you. Have you ever gotten like a feeling of why it is that there's been a such a connection to this one in particular? Um, well, my dad said something like, I'll paraphrase, that he was like, you know, everybody has to go through that. And that's that's something that everybody can, like, relate to. And I know that, you know, some people suffer more than others, frankly, in high school or whatever. But um, I... I think that the real that the real thing is is that you can still make the song your own soundtrack. Like whatever I'm singing about, whatever I intended growing up in New York in 1984 or whatever, it's not as important as what people can make of it now in their own lives. Um, and I think that that sort of chameleon quality of it hmm. that it can be applied to later new experiences, uh, other people's, you know, unique path that that that's why that that's that it can plug right into somebody else's life and not just be about mine that's cool man that's a cool way of thinking about it and i dig that dude um 
I can't seriously, man. We've been as excited about this as just about we, we've had some of the biggest professional wrestlers ever on this show. Like we've had Bill Goldberg on this show, we've had Bret Hart on this show, and we weren't as excited as we were to talk to you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Um, That's, so it's an honor, really. It is. Uh, the Mercury Lounge again. If you're up there in New York for WrestleMania weekend. You need to be there. That needs to happen. And, again, it's going to be awfully awkward for the boys when they look around and realize that I'm not in my seat in Brooklyn because I'm at the Mercury Lounge at the Weedis show. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're, you're also you have, you're in uh, Seattle next week, right? We have a big listenership in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this, the, the Mike Doty tour is pretty extensive. It's all across the United States. We left on uh, February 17th, and we're not getting back until, like, just before the Mercury Lounge show, April 2nd. So we're doing the whole entire country. We're playing almost every day from now until then in a different city so if you go to weedis.com forward slash shows and look them up you'll see it um and uh also if you want to catch up with us uh, just as a band and check out what we do at home in our rehearsal studio and in the recording studio you can go to patreon.com forward slash weedis and we'll be there as well and of course i'm on twitter all day so and what's um, what's what's your twitter handle it's just weedis awesome awesome uh, Brandon, yeah. we're seriously, we're massive fans, man. Um, Guys, thank you. Big, I'm, I'm big fans of you as well. It was oh, really stop nice it. talking. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be on your show, and it was really cool you to reach out. Thank you. Well, okay, I, I, this is a conflicting emotion because what you guys heard, holy shit, that was incredible. My God, that was just amazing. And AJ can make fun of it all he wants, but like we he sucks at life. That that's what it comes and, down and to. And we also, like I think we've all also embraced our whiteness, and so we're, yes. we're good with this. Like we accept. That um, yes, it's 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 the lo- our love of Weedus is very white, but we're white, so like it's sort of what it is. I mean, like we're I, in our thirties and we're white. We are the perfect demographic. Exactly right. So um, and dude, he was so cool. That was that was amazing. I'm really yeah. glad he did that. Now that's we measure that against the fact that uh, true story. We actually already recorded segment three of this show, and then the computer in my studio lost it. So what you're about what to are hear you breaking kayfabe here. Yeah, right. What you're about to hear is our second attempt. So if it sounds like I don't have quite the same juice as I did the first attempt, which is probably for the best because I used a few slurs in how I described uh, Brandon. So it's probably for the best that we got rid of that. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> we had a computer issue. So we will. We, what we're doing is the second attempt, and I apologize. I will try to come with new material this time around to keep the boys <laughs> on their toes. Um, Aaron, you told me something. It was very uncomfortable that I don't want to hear about it, but we have to discuss it anyway. We have learned more perhaps about why Arn Anderson was fired. Yeah, so this isn't an official, official thing, but the word is, I, I had mentioned last week, that it sounded like it might have been a disciplinary thing for Arn Anderson why he got fired, and we've gotten potentially more information about it. The word is, uh, at a house show, uh, he's a producer, He, uh, especially on ha- the house show circuit, he puts together matches. He allowed a wrestler to compete while intoxicated, which... Huge no-no, no, obviously. It's not good. You don't want that, obviously. Like, somebody could get killed. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like yeah. TNA rightfully got roasted when they allowed Jeff Hardy to do it, even if it was a nothing match. Like, that that was completely wrong. And it's even if it's a house show, it's still wrong. What makes it worse, for us in particular, is that the person who supposedly was allowed to wrestle intoxicated was Alicia Fox. You shut your fucking whore mouth. <laughs> See new material this time, right? Like I was a little bit. Um, I, this is really difficult to talk about, man. It's it's difficult to talk about because there's a lot of speculation involved. Like we're all on board, 
uh, wrestlers shouldn't be performing drunk, like that. It's or under the influence of anything. Like that's a bad idea. Like we're all. That's not a controversial statement. Uh, understandably, you need to have a failsafe because if a performer is under the influence of something, they're likely not going to come to you and say, "I can't do this because I'm under the influence." So you do need to have somebody that's watching out for those things and making sure that they stop this. But um, Alicia Fox is awesome, and Arn Anderson's an icon, and I, I just really hope for the best. You know what I mean? Like I hope for the best for all parties involved. Um, I, I it's the whole situation sucks. It's kind of shit. Um, you know, I I understand why if if all of that played out the way that it did, I get it. This is it's a really serious thing. Um, but I, I, I don't know what else to say. Like it, 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 this almost gets a little personal and where you just sort of, it's, you know, we've dealt with this with guys that have dealt with issues before where you just sort of say, I hope for the best. You know what I mean? Look, I, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like times that I've talked to or like interacted with Kurt Angle in recent years, it's part of the reason why I'm so uncomfortable with the notion of him being in the ring. Oh, it's, well, I, I mean, I was telling the moment he came back, I, I have not enjoyed a Kurt Angle match in a while. Right. I'll I don't, be honest I don't want that. him doing that stuff because I look at him and what I see is a guy that's been through a lot. And like, you know, the, I'm not trying to tell you that I talk regularly with Kurt Angle. I don't. The couple of times that I've talked to Kurt Angle in the last six years, I did not like what I heard. Um, and... I, I don't know. I just say I don't really want that guy in the ring, and I think that what we've seen in the ring sort of backs up my fears. Um, I, I just would rather not is what I would come back to. I'd rather not. And so I just hope for the best. I hope for the best. I hope everybody, you know, I hope Arn Anderson comes out on top. I hope that if Alicia Fox has something that she needs to deal with, that she deals with it, and I hope that she remembers that we set a date. It is uh, <laughs> September 4th of 2024, and I will see her there after I have divorced my wife. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did, did, she she can't hear that, right? Like, there's no way that. Oh, I, think I mean, I, look, I think it's out there on the internet. If hey, if we just listens to our podcast and our big fans, I'm sure. How about, how about when he said he was a fan of us? Like, yeah, I'm sh- <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, Brandon Brown. But I'm gonna put that on my resume. <laughs> like, I Absolutely, much. I know that much. All right, uh, what else do we need to cover? Um, this one was interesting. So obviously for the most part, we don't know what the pay-per-view schedule is this year, but it's recently came out due to one of those, you know, court filings to make sure there's no illegal scalping and merchandise and all that good stuff. Um, we do have an idea and we found out that there is actually a fairly major change to the WWE schedule. Uh, money in the bank had been in June for the past few years. It had become one of those big weekends where you have a NXT takeover attached to it and then a big pay-per-view and then Ron SmackDown in the same place. Um, they're moving money in the bank up to May in for Connecticut. Um, hmm. uh, Brandon, you seem to be more on board with this than I am. I, I like the idea. I like, I like that they're backing it up from SummerSlam because it's, seems like you know we're in this i think that that we're in this period of time and at least i think wwe thinks this and i sort of agree where people's uh people's uh attention span is super short and you can't have people holding the briefcase for eight months nine months and so i think i like the idea of backing it up so that they can play into SummerSlam with the briefcase um i think the further it gets closer, it's awkward because there's always like, you know, 
some thrown together story where whoever has the title has to watch over the, or, you know, whoever's in the title match has to watch over their back for someone, then they don't do anything with it, and it's super awkward. So I think I like the idea of giving them more time to flesh out the briefcase situation. I agree that they need to improve their briefcase strategy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I agree with that part. My problem is, and I brought this up a million times, right? Like, <laughs> Money in the Bank has become. I, w- I guess you still have to say it's the fourth because, yes. you know. It's, it's not Rumble, it's not Mania, it's not SummerSlam. Right, but it's definitely the fourth. And I know sure as shit what ain't the fourth. It ain't Survivor Series. It ain't the one time that night <laughs> that Raw and SmackDown face Super Stars. It's not that. The Survivor Series is comical. Like, it's just... It's nothing. It's not a thing. They keep they, they, they tried something that made it different. Like they, they tried to come up with a concept that was like, here's how Survivor Series will matter because we've abandoned the idea of like the traditional Survivor Series thing mattering. Like it, it just doesn't. We'll still do a traditional Survivor Series match, but it'll be for no reason whatsoever. And despite the fact that SmackDown loses all the matches, um, we'll, we'll pretend the next night like nothing happened and there will be no penalty whatsoever and everything's going to be fine and you guys are still probably going to like SmackDown more than you like Raw. Like that- <laughs> the, the, This year didn't SmackDown win a match and they said they didn't win a well, match? Yeah, because they, the they weren't on the pre-show. It was supposed <laughs> to be a clean sweep. <laughs> and so, it, that, what, because, yeah, it was supposed to be a clean sweep for reasons. Like, right. absolutely no reason that at all. fed into zero, zero storylines. Correct. They're they just like, no, we want Raw to win everything anyways. And, and it did I love nothing. how they just blatantly lie now. Like, well, but that's, but that's <laughs> it. Like they, they've done... You'll watch a pay-per-view the night before, and then the next day they tell you whatever you saw didn't fucking exactly happen. Right. Exactly right. Exactly right. It didn't happen. We went undefeated. Like, And it's, it's a joke. But So that part of Survivor Series never worked. So the one thing that they came up with that kind of worked was this idea that, like, hey, this... We will create this as like All Star Night, you know what I mean? Where like you get this random. We accept that it's just an exhibition and it doesn't really matter, but that's what makes it fun and different and cool and unique. But as right, you point, get to see Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan or Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles, right? Which something. is good because you get to see Brock Lesnar and we don't get to see much of him. So like, it, <laughs> right. I, they might as well just advertise it as Night Brock Lesnar wrestles. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm, in, I'm on board. I guess that would be yeah, call, call, call it Brock Lesnar Survivor Series. Correct. I'd actually be good with that. That would be fine. Actually, that's how you could change it. He has to fight like seven people. Now, wait a second. Brock Lesnar runs a three-hour gauntlet. You, you won't have, see him the rest of the year, you but you know what? You're seeing him on this night. You I tell fi- you, sign me up for that you, shit. Yeah, you fixed Survivor Series. You fixed it. Because what they did was so laughable. Like, this notion of, we're going to make it this, and it's going to be the one time you get this matchup. And it's, it's we've made it such a huge joke and such a trope on this show because we're literally to the point where nobody knows who's on what show anymore, and it's so bad that they forgot. They literally had Charlotte Flair invite <laughs> Becky Lynch to appear on her own show. Because to they be fair, f- she's on Raw more than SmackDown, but so forgot, a lot of people forgot. They forgot that Becky Lynch was a SmackDown superstar and sold a storyline this week of, ha, Charlotte Flair has invited... Becky Lynch to appear on SmackDown. <laughs> Becky Lynch is on SmackDown. 
Like, well, for a minute fair, there, we did have two SmackDown superstars going after the Raw women's oh, title with no Raw superstars yeah. involved at all. That is to be correct. fair, the, only, the the Charlotte one is a little bit more janky, but the the, <laughs> the Becky Lynch one actually makes sense because she challenged Ronda after the Royal but Rumble, which never, usually puts you on the other show. But they never moved her. They never said she's I on Raw No, they didn't now. do it, but I'm just saying <laughs> like, at least there's that. Like, there's some ambiguity there because she challenged the Raw champion as a SmackDown but so did so. Charlotte Flair. <laughs> no, that so, part makes zero sense. So this, like, Vince McMahon said so. So it, she's it, there. It, look, the point being, like they've, it's comical that they've tried to play it up. Like this is the only time you'll see anything like this. They'll do anything whenever they need to in order to get somebody. We've got uh, you know all these NXT performers are on both shows right now. Like we still do the Royal Rumble. We'll still do. I, I presume that Money in the Bank will still involve some people from one show, some people from another show. Like we still. Anytime do... someone is injured, they pretend like you forgot what show they were Correct. on just so they can put. Kevin Owens was on Raw. Yes, but now is magically on SmackDown. <laughs> like that that part of Survivor Series. I again. I know that we've made it such a joke that it's almost like, why are we having this conversation? But we have to really stress just how nonsensical it is yeah. that that's what... If we what... want to be super nerdy, you know, Kevin Owens got fired from SmackDown, and then Stephanie McMahon saw the value in, in him and Zayn, and then they got injured. But now he's on SmackDown again. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a joke. It's laughable. So you can't... That doesn't work anymore. There's nothing. There is no catch with Survivor Series outside of, in fairness to your point, Brandon, Brock Lesnar's here that night. And that's, for as long as they've got that, they do have something with Survivor Series. And, and it's not just him being there. It's usually a pretty good match. Like, it's something you haven't seen before, at least the last two years. Well, but that in part is because you don't get to see Brock Lesnar wrestle much. <laughs> yeah, if, but if it was him versus Reigns or something, you would just roll your, you know what I mean? I guess. Like, it, it, I guess you would. Yeah. Like I I, I, I think that's fair. It's it's Brock Lesnar versus a wild. It's an exhibition match, so you but, don't have to make it for you, the title. But you couldn't do that with any other superstar. Is my point? Like you you couldn't right. any right. other possible matchup. If Brock Lesnar wasn't the champion, if Brock Lesnar disappears for six months and goes back to the UFC, there's no super fresh matchup for Finn Balor because Finn Balor wrestles every week. You know what I Roman mean? Roman like, Reigns, you're not finding the correct. you know dream match. Like it, it, you just couldn't do it the same way with anybody else because they wrestle so frequently that they have to wrestle everybody at some point. Um, and you're moving everybody around so much that you just sort of get to that point. So um, you know you're just in the situation that you're in because of that. And so the easy fix, as I've said all along, is stop pretending like Survivor Series is still a big deal. And as I always say, recognize the work you've done. You guys made money in the bank. You made it the thing that everybody... Like, literally, AJ talks about how it's on his bucket list now. Like, it's a bucket list thing for him to do to go to a money in the bank. You've made I agree. That. It's a much bigger deal for me to want to go to that event than Survivor Series. Oh, it's not even close. By far. And, and, like, for me, it's WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, um... SummerSlam. I mean, it's exactly what you would think. I guess it's difficult since I've been to all three of the other ones. Like, I've been to Mania, I've been to SummerSlam, I've been to Rumble. So, like, I don't know if I hadn't been to those three, how I would compare it. But I would argue with you, like, you know, I, I guess SummerSlam may be a bigger deal now. Like, when I went to what, – what year was SummerSlam in D.C., Aaron? Like, what – that would have been, 05, like, that was the Hogan one? Yeah, 05. Yeah. I mean, like, I would – it was fine. It was a fun night, but, like – I arguably have went to the worst SummerSlam of all time. Which one was that? It was in Pittsburgh, and I believe it was 1995, and the main event was Diesel versus Mabel. Wait, mm. but SummerSlam 94 had Undertaker versus Undertaker as the but main that event. That was That's Chicago. Right. 
I just remember because Leslie Und- Nielsen was like running all over the. Yeah, but it was Undertaker versus Undertaker in the main event. <laughs> well, it was Undertaker was it, was versus Kane, Under was it Faker. Some, or was it, um, no, that wasn't it was, Kane. It, it was, was uh, Brian Lee. That's right. That's right. Right. But. Uh, but like that didn't Bret Hart. I feel like that one. You no, know, that that had Bret Bret versus Owen in a steel cage, which was an yeah. excellent match. But the main event was Undertaker versus Undertaker. I will say this: I did have uh, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in the second ladder match. So yeah, it's not that, bad. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. I, but all I'm saying is that, like, I, to me, the best way. To, and the other thing I'd bring up is having the briefcases be in play come WrestleMania time. I think is awesome and we all know that the greatest briefcase moment in the history of of money in the bank happened at wrestlemania and i'm not saying that you need to do that frequently because i do think at some point it starts to take away from it but to have that threat during mania season is really good mm-hmm. and makes it's almost it a- too much for them though like if you look at what's going on right now could you imagine if someone had a fucking briefcase like my my head would explode like, you know, what I, mean? I don't know. It would play. Re- Actually, I think it would play really well into the SmackDown scene right now, since the rest of the SmackDown yeah, scene is, is such a cluster. Weird. It is really weird. You're right about that. Like, could, um, could you imagine? Wait, could you imagine the threat of Kofi winning the title and then a heel whoever cashing in? Or if Kofi had the briefcase with what's going on. Right I mean, now. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know me. I'm totally not in favor of a yeah, face holding the, the briefcase. briefcase. Oh. Yeah. Look, I, I'm saying is I think that moving it to November would create a better scenario for making sure that it was still in play re- rather regularly during Mania season. So yeah. I, look, for all of these reasons, I'm in favor of moving it to November. Now, why they moved because it out is... Of- what I like about it, though, okay. is that right now between WrestleMania and what was Money in the Bank in June, there was a lot of nothing. There was payback. There was backlash. Used to be Extreme Pay- Rules was there. They moved backlash, Extreme Rules. Call, call but it. it was a lot of just kind of... We're not doing anything. The The wrestling year doesn't really start until Money in the Bank anyways. So by doing this, you're kind of moving up. the. If, if WrestleMania is the end date of, of the year, then Money in the Bank is the start. You have the one, you have, I think it's Backlash or Payback, whatever, right. is in as in the end of April. You have Money, and that, that wraps it up, and it starts pushing you towards this official start of the wrestling calendar in Money in the Bank. Then you have back, the whichever one's not in, in June, and you move forward from there. But this says, all right, the start of the wrestling year is Money in the Bank now, and it yeah. starts a little earlier. And I kind of like that if they do it properly. I hear you. I don't know. I just feel like Money in the Bank, you have that opportunity to create the the next weekend event. Like, the re- like I, there is... It's almost comical to me that they they would put Survivor Series in a stadium or something like that. Like, could you ever imagine that many people wanting to go to Survivor Series? If they, if they fix it, yes, but not in its current. Right. I right. mean, another idea, Glenn. Like, what if they just got rid of the Money in the Bank pay per view and put that match at Survivor Series? You know, that would I mean, do, that it would go a long way to solving Survivor Series. But I feel like they, I mean, they really have created. I still kind of like the idea of where the where it is because I think to Aaron's point, like. You had all this summer of nothing, you know, really. Without Money in the Bank, you've got a lot of bullshit where it's like, you know, the same main event in the pay-per-view for three months that goes nowhere. And But you don't worry that it's going to be the same thing coming out of Money in the Bank, between Money in the Bank and Survivor Series? But you'll have someone threatening to cash in the briefcase. I mean, there's, like, more at play. You know what I I mean? I guess. I guess I get that. I don't know. I still still like it better in November. I still do. And I still like embracing the event that you've created. Hmm. Uh, The other side of this is a change in the NXT schedule, maybe? Well, it's not 
lot of change in the NXT schedule, but it's not moving along with Money in the Bank. It, there is going to be... So I, I, I looked this up. There is like a June pay-per-view. It's whichever one's not payback or backlash. The other one's in June. It's in San Diego uh, where Money in the Bank was. But there is a standalone NXT takeover in San Jose on, I believe it's June 9th. Is that so it won't first, be a... Is that where the first big, is that where the big, the first big NXT event was? It wasn't it, televised. It wasn't, but. Yeah, it wasn't televised, but at WrestleMania 31, there was the big one that supposedly, you know, that was when Vince McMahon was like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Because it I was, a, I believe, a Charlotte Sasha match or something like that. Did you say, I wonder yeah. if that's the gimmick here. It's like, you know. A, a return to San Jose. But hang on. Yeah, like, the, the, like playing into the anniversary of the first ever, um, standalone big nxt event away from florida did you say june 9th i believe it's june 9th that's a sunday night it might be the eighth or ninth i don't remember the exact okay well i i think it's interesting if it's to me if you're moving it to a standalone. let me look this up real quick if you're moving it to a standalone weekend i would take the chance of putting an nxt pay-per-view on a sunday night could we go a little crazy and what if what if the reason it's a standalone is because they're going to have other people on here to you know, I. Like, no, it, I'm sorry. It is June eighth. Oh, damn, that's a little disappointing. Saturday, yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, what if, what if they did this as a standalone and had some WWE performers? I have on- argued that they would be well served once a year to do like a NXT versus, um, uh, you know, like former NXT stars yeah. type of event. Past, past versus present. You Although know? I guess at this point we know who would be going over. <laughs> well, I mean, right? I mean, who knows who's on NXT at this point? Well, um, I, and, and that's the problem is I don't trust them to book it well. No, I, right. I Well, I mean, give Triple H more freedom. I don't know. You know, that'd be my answer to that. But I, I've argued for that for some time, that I think that they would be well served to do like an NXT homecoming type of pay-per-view every year. Yeah. That type of event, do it in like the soccer stadium in Orlando where like you could put 20,000 people in there. Oh, that and, would be pretty sick. You know, like, what, if we, what if we could get Dominic... Uh, however you say his last like name, yeah. versus Braun Strowman. Yeah, that type of shit. Absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. that's the type of th- shit that you should be doing. I think it'd be dope to consider that type of stuff for a, a one-off event every year um, during a stretch where there's no NXT, you know, pay-per-view. So, um, you know, I'm, I like the idea of giving them a one-off opportunity. I just feel like they should do it on Sunday night instead of Saturday night. Like, you know, give them that Sunday night, that traditional sort of wrestling vibe. And, and see how it goes. I mean, the other factor that we talked about uh, the first time we recorded this that nobody heard, and it was really good, I wish you guys could have heard it, um, was the idea that m- there might have been a year or two where perhaps Money in the Bank ended up running up against Game 7 of the NBA Finals, and that's yeah. not ideal for what we're identifying as being the fourth biggest event of the year to have a risk of it being up against you know, one of the biggest sporting events of the year. By the way, I just checked that. Like I was literally Googling that um, before you mentioned it, and the date that would have been money in the bank, it w- did coincide with the week of the finals, potentially game seven. Okay. So, so there you go. It probably is. Why like I said, I, I remember, I remember three years ago, I was, I was on vacation. I had money in the bank up on the iPad and the NBA finals were going. Yeah. That's not good. You don't want that. That's not ideal. So I, I, I absolutely could see how that would play a role in making a decision like this and saying, we're not going to fuck around with the risk of our, what we know is our fourth or fifth in their minds, whatever you want to call it, biggest event of the year happening to fall on the same night as one of the biggest television events of the year. So that's that's a smart decision in my mind. All right, um, we got We you know we didn't we need to talk. Um, uh, um, we didn't really talk that much about Michael Chan, Colin Jost showing up on Raw on Monday night. Um, thumbs up for me. I thought it was very well done. It was not. 
It didn't get in the way of anything. It it was good. Um, those guys are great and played well in those circumstances. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not freaking out about it because it's just sort of like, oh, okay, that's cool, that's neat type of thing. But I, I enjoyed it and thumbs up and, and you know, I don't think they're going to do it every week. But, you know, as, as an introduction to doing something closer to WrestleMania, I was fine with it. Yeah, they're the official correspondence for WrestleMania, which is what they announced um, by putting them on the show. But what was very interesting to me, well, first of all, during the day when they announced that, I was like, very giddy because i love those guys like i'm a, I'm a huge fan but i was also a little nervous because we all know that celebrities don't have a great track they have a 50 50 track record Correct. With wwe sometimes people go on like bob barker and kill it Pee Wee herman killed it then you've got you know kathy lee and hoda on there that weren't very good and some other people and i think johnny knoxville johnny yeah and because these people, uh, because Michael J- Michael Che and Colin Jost are pros, they're used to being on live television right. every week. Um, Michael Che was seamless. I, I mean, Jost had a couple little moments. He's pretty much great. Che was like he was there every week. Yes. It was crazy how seamless it was. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do at WrestleMania. Cause I, and by the way, my wife also wanted to watch Raw just to see what these guys were going to do. Uh, and that's so, what they're going for. That's absolutely what they're going for. Yep. It worked. It, it, again, it worked. This was fine. I just don't. Don't 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 get too happy and try to go too far with it. Um, don't do yeah, it. Don't, don't have them like don't have them like going at the end of the Becky Charlotte uh, right Ronda match and hit someone with a chair yeah, like just, John Stewart did yeah, have, at SummerSlam. Have them just sort of be hanging around to add something backstage to add into the segments, and I think that's a cool way to use them. And I I like those guys too, Brain. I'm I maybe not you know I I'm a fan. I'm a I'm a nerdy SNL guy. I know you and I have talked about that a million times. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of both those guys. I saw Che in Boston last summer open up for Dave Chappelle and, um, uh, John Stewart and he fucking murdered, like he was just unbelievable. So, um, I, I have a prediction though. I guarantee you they're in like a damn segment with Ron Simmons and, or and like fine. some, yeah, some, if you're going to use them that way, good. Yeah, yeah, that's how you should use them. They, I mean, they'll be in other segments. I think they'll probably be in a couple of backstage segments, but you guarantee they're going to be in one of those yeah, legends sure. segments with and the I boogeyman keep, or someone. Keep them you know. backstage, though. Yeah, that would be the yeah, one thing. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think well, that's, that's the best what he way. did at Raw. You know, if yep. yeah, no, and and I agree. Like, don't have them come out. You know, like how the hosts have started off for, uh, started off Mania yeah. the past few years. Don't have them do that. Maybe they'll maybe they'll be at this at the desk during the pre-show or something. You know, and that's fine. Right. I'm good with all that. I'm good um, with all. I agree. That, yeah. We don't we don't need them in the ring unless it's just a some kind of segment that that the their best writer wrote and it's it's a can't miss. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous about that. Uh, yeah. We don't need them out there. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have not talked at all about King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Um, and that sucks. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what else there's. I, it's always difficult when we have these conversations, right? Because it feels like you're, you're looking for a, was this person the greatest, whatever, or was this in order to have a conversation about it? I don't have many King Kong Bundy stories to tell, um, before my era, right? Like, mm-hmm. but I can certainly appreciate King Kong Bundy and why there were so many wrestling fans that kind of identified with King Kong Bundy and were super into him. And it just sucks, man. It just sucks. I mean, look, the was he anything like, oh, my God, amazingly special? No, but that was one of the cool things. He had a great look, and his gimmick with the five count was one of the great wrestling gimmicks ever. Right. Like, ever. 
it, it, you know, to the point where Biggie stole it in NXT. He was, you know, he always did the five count in NXT before he got called up to the main roster. And I was really hoping, unfortunately, he was in India that he would, uh, you know, come back and do that on Tuesday night because it was great. And, you know, all this, what's saying about King Kong Bundy, look, WrestleMania 1, they felt the need to have some star power in it. You know, they had to bring in Mr. T because they didn't think wrestling would carry it on its own. With Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania 2, they didn't feel they needed that. That says it all about King it Kong Bundy say a lot. You're and right. Hulk Hogan, It of does course, say a but... lot. That's a great point. It does say a lot. Well, I, I, you know, I always loved whenever he... Um... Ate the turnbuckle and had the blue tongue. That was my favorite. <laughs> okay, uh, Enzo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. No, that. but in all seriousness, I mean, he's on an elite list of wrestlers in WWE, which is he's one of the what twenty-three guys that Undertaker beat at WrestleMania. Uh, that's true. Um, that's true. And so you know, there you go. I, I I don't think he, you know, not to be negative, I don't think he even cracks my top ten of big men. Um, but but as far as like nostalgic, I mean, I was scared shitless of him when I was little. Um, when I would watch the Hogan uh, King Kong Bundy WrestleMania two uh, match, uh, um, you know, he fit the mold of the eighties big bad um, very well. Yeah. Um, but then you know, we've got guys like Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow and yeah. um, guys who sort of exceeded his ability, but. He that image is definitely burned in my mind forever as a as a Hall of Famer. I mean, in my opinion, he probably should be. Oh, no, right? No, yeah. no question. No. Yeah, question I mean, about but that. you know what? Bam Bam Bigelow didn't have a beloved sitcom family named after him. That is That's true. That is very true. true. Is and true. he wasn't on Boy Meets World, even though everybody said yeah, that he was. was a weird. I, I don't know I, what the deal was. Were they confusing thing. him with Vader? I, 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 I don't know what, where that came from, but so many articles included that, and I could not figure it out. All right, uh, let's uh, let's do some plugs. Brandon, what do you have coming up at Ramshead Live? We got T Pain, who won yeah. the Mass Singer, and if anybody saw that, um, I don't, did either one of you guys watch the Mass Singer? Yes, I did. Actually, my wife wanted me to watch it. He is so much more talented than anyone gives him credit for, and I I knew this because he did a Tiny Desk concert a little while ago, and he sings without the auto tune, and in this gimmick of a show basically someone was in you know all the singers or performers were in costumes and they would sing and then the people tried to guess who they were and there was a lot of people who were sort of like a lot more talented when you weren't judging who they were um based you know what i mean like you weren't like okay what's this guy gonna do like you had no idea who it was so you were just listening to their voice guy is an unbelievable singer he crushed the sam smith song so i'm interested to see um there's been a lot more interest in the show since he won the mass singer so um we're excited to see what he's going to do march 20th and uh there's a lot more coming up just hit uh ramsedlive.com or follow us on twitter ramsedlive and uh see all the good stuff we have coming up very good and he's at brandon linton on twitter as well aaron uh i am on twitter at the aostra you can follow us on Twitter, at Jobbing Out Show. You can email us, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Check out my work in the Baltimore Sun. Very good. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. Thanks again to uh, Jamie from Mania Crawl. Thanks, a huge thanks to Brendan from Weedus. That kicked ass. And, of course, uh, I, I guess thanks to AJ as well, but I'd rather not. For, um, for all those boys, for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event, vent, vent, vent. All right, just finish. AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Aaron? Oh, it's me? Uh, jobbing out. Fuck cancer.